Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today's 23rd day of June, Friday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation says the temporary lanes of I-95 will reopen today. Wow. Crews have been working around the clock since the portion of the interstate collapsed on June 11th. According to Governor Shapiro's office, six lanes of traffic will reopen to motorists at noon what? today. <laughs> what? <laughs> A news conference is scheduled for 1030 prior to the reopening. Travel restrictions around the area uh, began Thursday night and continue into Friday. By the way, it looks spectacular. Have you seen it in its finished I see, state? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. see it. It's yeah. uh, it, it slick like, look about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. As the governor mentioned on our show yesterday, a group from the Pocono Raceway brought their jet dryer to the construction site. A white and black Camaro pace car led the way for the red Chevy pickup <laughs> truck with a jet engine on the Typically used to dry the racetrack after it rains. And you heard the governor mention that he would consider my idea of making 95 a NASCAR. <laughs> right, and as, he, yeah, yeah he, didn't, he didn't shoot it down. Paving continued Thursday, following followed by signage being posted saying that this portion of I-95 will be three lanes instead of the usual four. There will be a 45-mile-per-hour speed limit through that section. A replacement bridge will be built next to the temporary, next to the temporary road to reroute traffic while crews excavate uh, the fill to restore the exit ramp. Uh, After traffic is moving this weekend, a new timeline will begin for the permanent structure. A submersible carrying five people to the Titanic imploded near the site of the shipwreck and killed everyone on board, authorities said Thursday, bringing a tragic end to a saga that included an urgent around-the-clock search and a worldwide vigil for the missing vessel. Coast Guard officials said yesterday during a news conference that they've notified the families of the crew of the Titan, which had been missing since Sunday. The sliver of hope that remained for finding the crew alive was wiped away early Thursday when the uh, submersible 96-hour supply of oxygen was expected to run out and the Coast Guard announced that a debris field had been uh, found roughly 1,600 feet from the Titanic. They uh, So the debris field contained the pointed part of the stern of this submersible. Like it was, spe- they knew it they was knew from. They knew it was that. It right. was very telltale. The portal, the, the window uh, was also seen and some of the other stuff. The belief was that it was about 1,600 feet above the wreck when it imploded. Uh, and, uh, but I mean, that Kathy and I were talking last night, and the one thing to consider is they never knew it happened aboard. It like was they said it would, it would have, have been to have been instantaneous, instantaneously. So, like you know, they're gone. So you want you want to hope that they didn't suffer and, and that it just happened and they didn't even know. Kathy, the thought that they would see something like a, a cracker. The, no, they, they said that wouldn't even happen. It would happen so quickly. Yeah, there was a guy that was uh, that was involved in the program and had warned them about the issues with the carbon fiber yes. hull and said that you know even though they had a detection system that could have alerted them ahead of time of the integrity, he said that it would be you'd get a millisecond and that's, that's it. it. The, <laughs> some, so a guy went into the, they had a marine specialist go into what would happen in that case, uh, and it's it's it's. A multitude of things happen, but they happen in a split second. Like right. your, your ears blow out first, right, uh, and, and then you pass out instantly. Right. You, basically, you be you, all the air in your body 
is pushed, pushed out. out. Right. Wow. Ocean Gate Expeditions, the company that owned and operated the vessel, said in a statement uh, that all five people, including the CEO Stockton Rush, had sadly been lost. Ocean Gate had been chronicling the Titanic's decay in the underwater ecosystem around it via yearly voyages since 2021. The company's office was closed indefinitely while the staff copes with the tragic loss of their team member. One of the company's first customers likened a dive he made to the site two years ago to a suicide mission. Imagine a metal tube a few meters long with a sheet of metal for a floor. You can't stand, you can't kneel. Everyone is sitting close or on top of each other. Uh, the retired businessman and adventurer from Germany said, uh, you can't be claustrophobic. Do you know on the warpath about this is James Cameron. So he was yeah, talking, I think that. he talked with uh, the BBC. We might have some clips over. Yeah, I'm going to play yeah. it in the entertainment break. Sure, sure. Uh, but uh, I didn't realize how extensively he was involved. He, he's made a number of trips down to Titanic, yeah, like but he 30. was involved in the construction yeah. and design of the of the oh, crafts wow. that he went down in. So he knows his not his, this his stuff. one though. No, no, no. Okay. If you look at the things he went down in, it looked like the kind of thing you'd get into. Not this can. Wow. You know. During the uh, two and a half hour descent and ascent, the lights were turned off to conserve energy. Uh, the businessman said, with only the only illumination coming from a fluorescent glow stick. The dive was repeatedly delayed to fix a problem with the battery and the balancing weights. In total, the voyage took 10 and a half hours. Coast Guard will continue searching for more signs about what happened to the Titan. A 21-year-old woman is going viral for her long and unusual commute to her internship in New Jersey. Every Wednesday, Sophia Celentano flies from Charleston, South Carolina to Newark, New Jersey, then takes an Uber to her job in Parsippany, which is about 30 minutes away. She then flies back home. It's $100 to fly round trip each week, she says, and it saves her a lot of money. She says, I looked at places that were in the suburbs of New Jersey. I looked at places that were in New York City and got absolutely terrified with the rent prices. The rising senior at the University of Virginia said she realized that even if she settled for the cheapest possible apartment sublease, her quality of life would suffer. So by plane and car, she opted for the long-distance commute. That's okay. Yeah. I could see that. That I could totally see that. And if it's just an internship, it's not like, you know... Uh, you're you're a career. It's a career, and you need to be there right. every single day. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, she no. did the math. Yeah, she did the math. Yeah. Rent in New York City is currently at records high. Uh, in May, the median price for a studio apartment was about $3,200, while a studio in Parsippany is averaging nearly 2000 a month. Kathy, I was seeing, and I read an article actually about a an apartment in New York. I mean, a sub-studio size apartment, $1,800. Here's the caveat. It doesn't have a bathroom. Yep. It has what? no bathroom. Yep. <laughs> what? Are you, you saw that? Me? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep, it's insane. Come on. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, whatever happened to that the rent is too damn high guy? Yeah. Remember him? He ran for president. Run again. <laughs> <laughs> you might win. All right, in sports this morning. The Phillies lost to the Atlanta Braves 5-1 in 10 innings yesterday afternoon at the ballpark. The Braves swept the rain-shortened two-game series in the first appearance in Philly since losing in four games during last year's NLDS. New York Mets come to town for a series this weekend, and Taiwan Walker will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 7.05. At the NBA draft, the San Antonio Spurs made Victor Wenbanyama the number one overall pick. The Spurs... Yama, 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 yama. <laughs> 
<laughs> the Spurs used up all five minutes they had. <laughs> the Spurs used up all five minutes they had on the clock before making the pick official. The 19-year-old seven foot five French phenom with an eight-foot wingspan told reporters Jeez. it was the longest five minutes of his life. Two players with ties to the Philadelphia area also went in the first round. Villanova's Cam Whitmore, the Big East freshman of the year, heard his name called at 20, going to the Houston Rockets, and earlier in the evening, Philadelphia native and Westtown school grad Derek Lively II went 12th overall to the Oklahoma City Thunder and was then traded to the Dallas Mavericks. So I knew Derek when he was two years old. Really? He used to run around uh, the court at the Sixers game. His mom was my boss at the Sixers game. Wow. He was, and he was only two, three years old. Excuse me, three years old when I knew him. And um, he looked like he was like six or seven. No like kidding. everyone there always thought he was older because Hard he was, yeah. no, because he was so tall. He was such a you know a yeah. big kid. And so yeah, I'm really excited for him and his mom, uh, Kathy Drysdale. They've been doing a lot of interviews. So yeah, he was he was drafted in the first round. Uh, the draft was uh, mostly uneventful for the Sixers. They added four undrafted rookies late last night who will likely spend time in the G League. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We'll welcome you to Friday. I have uh, something. Uh, uh, it's been kind of a challenging week or so for me, but I, I've decided something. I, I had a moment that that uh, that made me happy today when I walked in this morning. All right, and I've decided, and, I, and I'd like to share this with you if you've had an interesting week or past few days. I would like you to take stock in the little things, the little wins that happen, the yes. little things every day. I came in this morning before the show even started. Casey had a cup of coffee sitting right here oh, for wow. me, filled and ready to go. That's win number one oh. for the day. Cheers, and brother. I thank my friend Casey for doing that for me. So I'm going to... I'm cold just... now, though? No, no. No, it was, it was, came it was in piping here. hot. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, no. It was piping, piping hot. And I was like, okay, I could do this now because normally you like to... Uh, Cool it off with the I some put a little water. bit of water in there. Yeah, I didn't even think you off. needed to do that because the air had done that. But yeah, so that's that, that's win number one. Nice. That's being considerate. Yeah. So thank you, Casey, and uh, and take stock of those little things, and maybe it'll add up and and you know give you a, a better outlook of what's going on. So we do have a few things taking place. We're giving away our word of the week prize today. We have uh, the family four pack of admission tickets for, and also the fast lane vouchers for Dorney Park. We'll do that at the end of the show. Uh, we do have a guest on the program today. Uh, Jamie Lisso is going to be performing at Helium Comedy Club tonight. So Jamie is going to be stopping by in the studio cool. today. And uh, we got lots of things to give away and stuff to talk about. So we are going to... Oh, yeah. It's bro. Brain for the day. So let's take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report and Stupid Question are coming up next. So stay with us. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR? Ask it to open MMR. And it'll begrudgingly comply. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right, but Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our stupid question prize, $50 DoorDash gift card we will give away. Steve, I have you in mind uh, with this particular question. All right. In which Dickens novel mm. does the character Fezziwigs appear? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. In which Dickens novel does the character Fezziwigs appear? We'll go through a handful of birthdays. Not a whole ton of them today to mention, but uh, it is the 23rd day of June, and Randy Jackson oh. celebrates his birthday today. Is Randy Jackson? Yep, he was a member of Journey for a little while. I think it was their Raised on Radio album. Yes, yeah. I have uh, a uh, samurai sword that he signed. Did you? I yeah. mean, you're not... You're not, not going to get an autograph. Get an autograph from Randy Jackson. Uh, but, of course, yes, uh, American Idol uh, is where we, everybody, got to really know him. But if you go back and watch him uh, in the live videos with Journey around that Raised on Radio... He's wearing spandex. Yeah, not this good. Was before he lost the weight, yeah. Randy should not have been wearing spandex. He looked like he was one of the Fruit of the Loom fruits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he is 67 years old today. Uh, fantastic actress Frances McDormand. Yes, uh, excellent. Turns a year older today. Uh, Fargo. Frances. Uh, Fargo, obviously, she put on that accent for that. You know, I'm almost famous. She's fantastic. As the mom. Yep. <laughs> Rock stars have kidnapped my son. <laughs> yes. Uh, she's so great. She's I, Russell, I believe in you. <laughs> Eric Stone Street plays a uh, uh, um, uh, a uh, hotel clerk, and he's relaying his encounter with <laughs> yes. the mother over the phone. And he goes, she scared me. Yeah. Your mom kind of freaked me out, man. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and, and at the end, when uh, not to give it away, but when <clears throat> she, she speaks to Russell in person, uh, and he, he she, she kind of diminishes him to, to yeah. y- yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. It's great. Hey, he gets on the phone initially. Uh, she is celebrating her 66th birthday today. Uh, Selma Blair. Yeah. Uh, Cruel Intentions, Legally Blonde. Is she, she has some uh, medical problems. MS, I believe. MS, that's yes. what it is, yes. I follow her on Instagram. She had an, initially when she was diagnosed, she was going through a, a very um, difficult bout. Bounce back, did Dancing with the Stars. Uh, she's in a good place now. I think she's doing think quite well. Have, like flare-ups, right? Yeah. Like I think it comes almost and like goes. lupus. I yeah. keep I keep getting her and uh, Shannon Doherty uh, yes. confused because they're both going through some serious medical problems, and Shannon has uh, cancer, which cancer, is now spread yeah. to her brain, which is just terrible. But yeah, MS can be it can it can really rock your world. I mean, uh, Christina Applegate is having uh, you know some serious issues. Do you know who's, who's had, had cancer? It? She's had it too for years. I've been able to mitigate it. As Montel Williams has had right. it for decades. Yeah, Selma Blair is. Is 51 years old today. Uh, Australian actor Brian Brown. Ah, uh, great. He was in Cocktail. He's in one of my favorite movies of all time, Breaker Morant. Ah, never seen that. Yeah, oh, it's no, no, no. excellent. It about? It's about the Boer War and uh, and uh, the uh, 
It's always very similar to a movie called Paths of Glory. Okay. It's 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 just brilliantly done. Uh, I love his character in Along Came Polly. He's the um, uh, the Australian billionaire, you know, adventurer, yeah, uh, over the top guy. He's great in that. And uh, oh, Casey wants me to play this from Cocktail. I make drinks so sweet and snazzy. <laughs> the iced tea, the kamikaze, <laughs> the orgasm, sex on the beach, the death spasm. <laughs> The Singapore sling, the ding-a-ling. Ding-a-ling? America, you're just devoted to every flavor I've got. But if you want to get loaded, why don't you just order a shot? What a masterpiece. Yeah. It is kind of a guilty pleasure. You hate it? Oh, I can't stand it. I can't. I mean, it's literally built around. It it was king off his his newfound stardom at that point. It's a threadbare plot. Oh yeah. Uh, I would. I've always wanted to go dressed to a bar where and look like I'm a I'm a bartender of some level. (laughs) And can I? You mind if I show you a few things? Yeah. Get behind the the bar and just start just dropping things, throwing things around. Absolutely. Uh, Brian Brown is uh, 76 today. Uh, Joel Egerton. Uh, he's awesome. Steve, he's in Black Mass. He's terrific. Uh, and... I always forget that he's got an accent and yeah. that he... Just saying. Just saying, yeah. He's mm-hmm. Uncle Owen in, uh, in Obi-Wan series and, and one of the Star yes. Wars movies. Oh. Yeah. Married um, to Aunt Peru. Uh, he's in The Great Gatsby. What's um, with the blue milk? <laughs> he plays... Uh, he also is in that weird movie we've told you about called The Gift. Yes, and he wrote that movie. Jason Bateman. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so he is uh, 49 years old today. Uh, and then the last part that I saw is uh, Melissa Rock, Rauch, or yes, Rauch, Rauch, yeah, Rauch, uh, yeah. the Big Bang Theory's uh, Bernadette and Night Court. Yeah. She's, she's in the reboot of Night Court. She's playing Harry Anderson's daughter. Uh, she is uh, forty-two years old today. All right, Let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Um, in which Dickens novel does the character Fezziwigs appear? Two one five. Two six three W M M R and our first caller in is Bob, so we'll go to him. Hey Bob, morning. Hey, good morning, Ed. Uh, good morning, Ed, and good morning Bob. to see you, Bob. Bob. So, what uh, in which Dickens novel does the character Fezzy Wigs appear? What is a Christmas Carol? What yes. is a Christmas Carol? Yes, you are correct. Hang on, man. We're going to give you a $50 DoorDash gift card. You can get saucy with freaking delicious fried chicken. Uh, tenders from uh, Tender Shack. And you can choose from two signature seasoning options. Uh, that's dang good seasoned or Nashville hot as fire. And you can dip them in five incredible sauces. The delivery-only menu is available on DoorDash. Do you remember Fezzy Wigs? Yes. So he is the one um, when, they, when they're going the Ghost of Christmas Past. He provided uh, Scrooge his first job, and Scrooge is a lot more uh, idealistic, ah. and so he throws this wonderful Christmas party, and the ghost of Christmas passes for just a little small expense. He's made them so happy, right? And he and it elicits fond memories in Scrooge, but he's sort of embarrassed that he's looking back fondly at that. And okay. Steve, do you remember who plays him in the Muppet Christmas Carol? <laughs> no, I don't. It's Fozzywig. Fozzywig. Fozzywig, yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to leave with this uh, James Cameron, uh, who is a diving expert and a good friend of the Titan passenger, Paul-Henri uh, Nargolette, uh, likened the Ocean Gate Titan tragedy to the Titanic in an interview with ABC News on Thursday. Uh, he said, I'm struck by the similarity of the Titanic disaster itself where the captain was repeatedly warned about ice ahead of his ship, and yet he steamed at full speed into an ice field on a moonless night, and many people died as a result. 
He added the people in the community were very concerned about the sub. A number of the top players in the deep submergence engineering community even wrote letters to the company saying uh, that what they were doing was too experimental to carry passengers and that it needed to be certified. Cameron also believes that um, the Navy picked up the audio of the detonation right at the beginning and he believes that there was they were somebody somewhere was sitting on this information and he feels it was sort of a travesty because they had at least this information that was leaning towards an implosion right and kept it following up other things like banging and so on and so forth I don't know how much validity there um, is to that, but even even if they did, they would still have to explore all options. Some, to, yeah. to yeah, at least go through call that, it off. Go yeah. through that time frame of when they knew for sure that they, right. were, they would be out of oxygen, and there's no way they'd have to put in some kind of effort. Because you're talking about these noises that maybe that's what it was. You know, they yeah. don't know for sure. Even even the banging that they heard after. Probably it imploded, you know, and, yeah. and but your mind takes you there. It's, it's they were saying it's every thirty minutes. It's them. They're right, banging. Right. They're, they're you know trying to get help. So you have no idea. You don't know what the, all, how big that is under there and what's the sounds they are. They have yep. no clue. Uh, this is I, I know I just read the the the, uh, the quotes, but here's the, here are the clips from him speaking. Well, I've been that. down there many times. And I know the wreck site very well. As you know, as a submersible designer myself, I designed and built a sub to go to the deepest place in the ocean, three times deeper than Titanic. So I understand the the engineering problem associated with building this type of vehicle and all the safety protocols that you have to go through. Yep. Uh, this is him talking about yeah. the similarities. Right. Many people in the uh, deep submergence engineering community were very concerned about this sub. And a number even wrote letters to the company saying that what they were doing was too experimental to carry passengers and that needed to be certified and, and so on. Uh, and then he talks about, you know, designing uh, yeah. submersives. I'm struck by the similarity of the Titanic disaster itself, where the captain was repeatedly warned about ice ahead of his ship, and yet he steamed at full speed into an ice field on a moonless night, and many people died as a result. And for a very similar tragedy where warnings went unheeded to take place at the same exact site, it's really quite surreal. Yep. Uh, and then we have a clip from the Coast Guard yeah. uh, when they were talking about presuming them dead. This morning, an ROV, a remote-operated vehicle, discovered the tail cone of the Titan submersible approximately 1,600 feet from the bow of the Titanic on the seafloor. In consultation, the debris is consistent with the catastrophic loss of the pressure chamber. Wow. You know, which is sort of interesting, weird, poetic in a way. Those people who were clearly motivated and fascinated by the Titanic have become part of the larger Titanic mythos. Yeah. Yeah, they joined. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, But uh, James Cameron, uh, with his um, obviously qualified statements on on that stuff. All right, on to lighter. Lighter stuff. What's the Kardashians up to? No, not that. (laughs) This is joyous. The Kennedy Center Honors. Uh, they've announced uh, five artists selected for this year's honor. And I, I always love watching these specials. There's some great names this year. Billy Crystal. Oh, great. Uh, Queen Latifah. Opera singer Renee Fleming. Barry Gibb. Ah, oh, there you go. And Dionne Warwick. Uh, so it's going to be December 3rd. And uh, just to give you a, a quick rundown, Billy Crystal 
who's 75 now, came into national prominence in the 70s, playing Jody Dallas, one of the first openly gay characters on American network television. Soap, yeah. On Soap. And he went on to a brief but memorable one-year stint on Saturday Night Live before starring in a string of movies, of course, like uh, When Harry Met Sally, The Princess Bride, City Slickers, and so on. Uh, but the character he is seems to be most, that resonates most with fans, he says is SNL talk show host <laughs> Fernando Lamas. Yeah. And he said, after all these years, I still get You Look Marvelous the most. He said uh, that uh, the character's catchphrase, he said, I sat next to Henry Kissinger on a plane one time, <laughs> and he even said it to me. Uh, so he's going to be honored, which is wonderful. Uh, Dion Warwick, of course, she shot the stardom in the 1960s as the muse for the superstar songwriting team of Burt Bacharach and Hal David. Love, love that uh, that pairing. The, those two together created some great music. She's been sick, though, recently, uh, is the word, so I hope she'll be okay for this. She said her pride of receiving the honor will be mixed with a bit of sadness because Burt and Hal won't be there. Uh, Bacharach died in February. David died in 2012. Uh, her discography includes a multi-decade string of hits, uh, both with and without backrack that include I Say a Little Prayer, I'll Never Love This Way Again, uh, Do You Know the Way to San Jose, and That's What Friends Are For. And at 82, uh, she also cheerfully disregards a bit of Kennedy Center tradition, which is acting humble and shocked at receiving the honor. <laughs> In an interview with the AP, she said she absolutely deserved it and had wondered at times what was taking so long. I love that. Uh, so she's good to go. Uh, Fleming, the opera singer, is one of the prominent Sopranos of her generation with a string of accolades that includes National Medal of Arts bestowed by then-President Barack Obama, a cross of the Order of Merit from the German government, and honorary membership in England's Royal Academy of Music. Uh, Kennedy Center Honors recipients receive personalized tributes and performances from their peers, and she has performed at previous ceremonies honoring jazz saxophonist Wayne Shorter and pianist the, uh, Van Silburn. You didn't mention she's also a Dee Dee Perks member. Oh, yeah. wow. So <laughs> she is yeah, yeah. living high on the hall. <laughs> Uh, Queen Latifah. She's been a star since 19 with her debut album and hit single Ladies First made her the first female crossover rap star. She's gone on to a diverse career that has included seven studio albums starring roles and multiple television shows and uh, movies and an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actress as a role in the musical film Chicago. Do you think they'll bring up the sleepy interview she gave us that morning? Maybe they'll yeah. mention that. Uh, of course, she- there was one dark spot when Queen Latifah gave a less than... Solid interview to the President Steve show. Of course, they're in their own Hall of Fame. Uh, she she be- did not care. Like, she <laughs> just didn't care. <laughs> she also became an icon, uh, iconic uh, presence for gay women of color, despite refusing to publicly comment on her sexuality or personal life for decades. But in 2021, while accepting a Lifetime Achievement Award at the BET Award, she acknowledged her partner, Ebony Nichols, and their son, Rebel, and ended her speech with the declaration, Happy Pride. And then finally, Barry Gibb, 76 years old now, shot to global fame as part of one of the most successful bands in the history of modern music, and that's the Bee Gees. We are, you know, we've said it many times, both you and I are huge Bee Gees fans. I love the Bee Gees. Along with uh, his late brothers Robin and Maurice, uh, the trio launched a nearly unmatched string of hits that defined a generation of music. He said, I thought about it from time to time of the Kennedy Center Honors. But it would have been arrogance to expect it. I do wish my brothers were here for this, too, he said. It's, it's, uh, the documentary that they oh. did on them recently was, is, is so excellent. And it's actually, uh, it's, it's sad at the end 
uh, because he's there, and he says basically that. He says, I would give it all back to have yeah. my brothers here. Yeah. I, you know what? I need to go back and watch that one again. Yeah. That one was wonderful. All right. Um, I have a few other stories as well. Christina Ricci accuses her ex-husband of being vindictive in new court documents, asking for an emergency hearing in her divorce battle with James Heardigan. Uh, according to paperwork, uh, Heardigan uh, had granted the Yellow Jacket star permission to bring her son to her latest film set in New York, and then rescinded it. What? She said, uh, Jimmy's refusal to agree uh, causes me concern uh, because he was clearly being vindictive and retaliatory when he initially refused my request to travel with uh, for the additional dates. Oh, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy's conduct is purposefully making me incur attorney's fees unnecessarily and may have an impact on my employment and professional reputation. This might be germane to this case, Preston, but I, I really enjoyed her in the Wednesday series. She was great. <laughs> uh, so she filed for divorce from him after almost seven years of marriage in July of 2020. So Harrison Ford may be nearing his 81st birthday, but that doesn't mean that he's ready to retire. When asked if he's ready to hang up his hat... Ford uh, told Chris Wallace, I don't. I don't do well when I don't have work. And I love to work. I love to feel useful. It's my Jones, and I want to be helpful. As an Indiana Jones? I guess so. Or just Jonesing? Maybe. Not really sure. You know what I found out? Uh, in the So the first 20 minutes of this uh, Dial of Destiny movie is younger Indiana Jones yes. running around. So they CGI faked his face onto a younger actor's body because as we've talked many times before, at 80, he's not going to be doing... Sure. Yeah. But yeah. Don't uh, they use old footage too? Yes. A, a very small bit. Oh, most we of we were led to believe initially that it was a lot of stuff shot that they're just okay. recycled, but it's predominantly his face on another actor's body. Uh, another story for you. Amanda Bynes, her psychiatric hold is going to be extended. It uh, should be. Have lo- as loved ones uh, continue to worry about her safety. Uh, sources told TMZ on Thursday uh, that the All That alum uh, compla- uh, completes the mandatory uh, 72-hour psychiatric hold, which started last weekend. She will be committed for at least another week while doctors work to stabilize her with medications and therapy. So hoping for the best for her. Uh, this was nice. Adam and Jackie Sandler celebrated their 20th wedding anniversary yesterday. Uh, He wrote on Instagram, your I do was the best gift of my life. My heart has been yours since the first second I saw you, and I love and appreciate your devoted soul more and more each day. (laughs) He said, yeah. (laughs) He said, us, the kids, let's keep going and going, babe. Lots of love to give you. Always, he said. So they clearly love each other. My friend saw their whole family uh, at a resort in somewhere in California, and uh, he said, like, it was just cool to see, like, they're just they were just a normal family. His daughters are one, yeah, like Like that. Yeah, he loves his kids. I mean, he's known he he, a worldly known good guy. Uh, Yvonne Strahovski, awesome. Uh, She plays Serena Joy. On uh, The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, she is awesome. She's great. Well, she's expecting her third child with her husband, Tim Loden. And you got to check out at least the first couple episodes of Chuck. When she comes on that scene, right, Case, you yeah. watch the series. She is the the uh, this this agent. She looks fantastic. She is a stunning woman. Yeah. And w- what's interesting is I didn't know that for, like, the first couple seasons of Handmaid's Tale because they really... Dowdy them down. Yeah, they, they really make her look plain, 
uh, even though she's of the higher society of that particular group, the uh, the, the people of Gilead. Uh, but she is a stunningly beautiful woman, talented actress. Uh, so she announced the big news on Instagram on Wednesday, writing, well, here we go, baby bump number three, next to a photo of her posing with her growing belly. So, all right, we're going to have a little Tiger King story here. Oh. Oh. I haven't had that in a while. Uh, Do you have the song? Uh, I saw Tiger. I saw Tiger. Oh, that one. So Doc Antle was accused of illegally buying endangering lion cubs in Frederick County, Virginia for display and profit at his South Carolina zoo, and he has been convicted of wildlife trafficking. Yep. Yep, you can't do that. Uh, It hurts the animals. Yeah, can you believe that? A guy who seems so on the up and up. A jury convicted animal on Friday of two felony counts, (laughs) each of wildlife trafficking and conspiring uh, to wildlife traffic. Uh, he and, was the one that was always had like I mean I know they all had like ladies yeah. around them and stuff but he was the one that had like all those hot women I, like yeah, the harem. harem yeah <laughs> is this it oh my god lay down there God the fact I'm, that he's legit no, no, thinking no, no, he's not even singing like, we actually believed he was singing for a moment <laughs> <laughs> he did me when I sing oh my god yep let him roll. Uh, so the jury uh, uh, actually acquitted him of uh, five counts of animal cruelty, and the judge uh, dismissed four additional animal cruelty charges against him, and all charges of his two adult daughters uh, were dropped. Uh, but he has been convicted of, of, I believe, two counts is what I said, of illegal trafficking. So uh, I don't know what uh, the issue uh, or when uh, sentencing is happening, uh, but it looks like he's going he's gonna to do some time for this. Well, you know? yes, yeah. he should. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is afraid to work with method actors. Uh, the Oscar winner revealed that uh, she said, I would be nervous to work with somebody who is method. I would have no idea how to talk to them. Do I have to be in character? That would make me nervous. Do you think she would work with method man? Uh, she said, I haven't seen another acting process that I've been curious about. Uh, you don't know about them all the time, she said. And she added that while she was su- shooting American Hustle with Christian Bale. Yeah. Because he kind of does a he method. He does thing. a little bit of method. Uh, she said that she noticed that the Batman actor only gets into character about 10 seconds before the action takes place. And she said, I saw that and I thought, that seems like a really good idea. So I started doing that. I think it would be weird to be on a set. Now, you can't argue uh, with Daniel Day Lewis's. Crap. Yes, yes. You know, but but he's one of those method guys. Really? Like yeah. all the time? Or? He, a lot of the time. But So you wonder, you know, I, I, you don't want to, wouldn't want to screw them up, but uh, you, the need to just say, hey, how'd you like that donut? Or, you know, yeah. you know, is he going to answer his Lincoln? You know? Right. Yeah, you're not going to have a lot of conversations right. with those people. But uh, yeah, Steve, I'm wondering, like, what is it like? Or do you, at the end of the day, do you just not care because of the finished product? And I think that's probably it. If it's going to get you to to a potential Oscar consideration. But yeah, I could see where it would be hard. Like Austin Butler, apparently, like lived the Elvis thing. Yeah. And I, I think it's hard. We were talking earlier about Jack Nicholson and his performance in A Few Good Men. Now, he wasn't doing like a, a character. He was, I mean, he was doing a character, but he wasn't affecting an accent or whatever. Uh, but, uh, you know... It, the the greats can do the turning on and turning yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever gets you across the line. Nick just pulled up the IMD of, IMDb of uh, Jeremy Strong from The Succession. He supposedly does it, too. Remember yeah. Brian Cox? Right, right. He's like, that's Knock a bunch of crap. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Speaking of Succession, uh, after playing Shiv Roy, uh, Sarah Snook will star in another production that skewers society. Skewer? She will play all 26 roles in The Picture of Dorian Gray, ah. which will run for 12 weeks at London's Theatre Royal from, or Royale, 
uh, January 2024. With cheese. And uh, the play will combine live performance and video in an astonishing collision of form. Uh, adapted from Oscar Wilde's classic novel, it tells the story of Dorian Gray, a young man who sells his soul for eternal youth and beauty, while a portrait of him representing his soul grows older and uglier, exploring things of morality, vanity, and hedonism. And just general painting. She said, I am elated to return to the London stage in such an astonishing piece of theater, and I cannot wait. So uh, she's going to be, that's a pretty big role to take on there. I would like to see, uh, Bob Ross should have done a Dorian Gray painting just to see, you know. What that would be like. Probably would have come to life. Um, So this is interesting. Uh, The Last of Us could have been a very different show. Uh, Showrunner Craig Mazin revealed uh, that uh, Matthew McConaughey was originally in talks to play the HBO show's uh, lead role. All right, all right. Although he noted the series lead, Pedro Pascal, was on their uh, list from the start. Uh, he revealed, I did talk to Matthew, and I can't say that it was a series of conversations. It was more of a, hey, here's something to talk about. So, I forget who said it. it. was another accomplished actor said that Pedro Pascal has pretty much cornered the market on paternal figures. Yeah, he's amazing. That yeah. show is so good, and it's another one that I want to return to. All right, and then one last thing. Uh, Melissa McBride will appear in the Walking Dead spinoff, After All. Uh, Jeffrey Dean, Dead in the city. Jeffrey Dean Morgan yeah. shared the news on Twitter on Thursday along with a picture of Norman Reedus and McBride as their characters, uh, Daryl Dixon and Carol uh, Pelletier. Pelletier? Yeah. I forgot. I never knew Carol's last name. Uh, he wrote, uh, well, well, we're sorry, Norman, uh, for talking oodles of S uh, to you when we thought Melissa wasn't going to show. Golly, this must <laughs> this must have been in the works for ages. Twas from start. This is what they wrote. Uh, he said, God damn, it's great to see these two together. Can't wait. So, Can you imagine him spending all that, well, uh, on a series like that, then going off to the spinoff? And, and like Fear of the Walking Dead case, a number of the actors from Walking Dead are populate, populated that series. Yeah. Uh, and it's just you live in that realm. You know, it's 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 almost it's a, a, like a nine to five occupation. Yeah. yeah. But you're an actor. Well, it's like uh, Kelsey Grammer. He was, yeah, yeah. He was Frasier Crane. For all of Cheers, or most right. of Cheers, and then all of Frasier. Yeah. And then it's like two decades of his life yeah. as in one role, essentially. Yep. All right. Movies are opening. Exciting. start with No Hard Feelings, a comedy starring Jennifer Lawrence, who we were just talking about, uh, Andrew Barth Feldman, and Laura Bonatti. Uh, On the brink of losing her childhood home, Maddie discovers an intriguing job listing. Wealthy helicopter parents looking for someone to, quote, date their introverted 19-year-old son, uh, Percy, before he leaves for college. To her surprise, Maddie soon discovers the awkward Percy is no sure thing. Uh, it's uh, an hour and 43 minutes long. It's rated R. Wide theater release. Rotten Tomato score gives it a 66%. I kind of want to see it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Craig Legon said it's really, uh, he said it's hysterical. I trust his opinion. Uh, on a uh, uh, completely different note, side note, there's a song by the Avid Brothers called No Hard Feelings. Yeah. It's an amazingly beautiful song. So if you have a, a moment or two. To, if you don't want to see the movie, check out the song. See, no, no, no. But in addition to. 
Listen to the song. It's okay. beautiful. Right. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous. May I ask what it has to do with the movie? It doesn't. I said on a completely unrelated note. Why, why yeah. did you? Because the name of the song is No Hard Feelings. Oh, uh, I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, sometimes I, you don't pay attention to me. Well, no, because I was like, where is this going? And then I skipped that part of, what do you mean sometimes I don't pay? Okay. Uh, also opening today is Maximum Truth. It's a comedy. never brought him that coffee. <laughs> It's a comedy starring Ike Barinholtz, uh, Dylan O'Brien, and Kiernan Shipka. Um, the Evan Brothers do a song called Shipka? Mm, not that I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, the plot is a documentary crew follows political grifter Rick Klingman as he teams up with his sketchy buddy Simon to take down a rival congressional candidate. The running time is an hour and 31 minutes long. It's rated R. It is a limited theater release, and the Rotten Tomato score is 60%. And the final movie opening this weekend is God is a Bullet, and it stars uh, Nicola Coster-Waldo, uh, Jamie Foxx, and Micah Monroe. Uh, Detective Bob Hightower found, finds that his ex-wife has been murdered and his daughter kidnapped by an insidious cult. Bob takes matters into his own hands and infiltrates the secretive cult to try to save his daughter. With the help of the cult's only female victim escapee, Case Harden, Bob and Case go down the rabbit hole with the ferryman to save his daughter and find cure for Case from the cult. And its maniacal leader that took so much away from her. Uh, two hours, 35 minutes long. Rated R, wide theater release. And gets a 38% score. A revenge movie like this to run two hours and 38 minutes. Yeah, that's too much revenge. Yeah. All right, uh, now we have some clips to play. Infinity Pool is the third film from director Brandon Cronenberg, son of horror pioneer David Cronenberg. In this clip, Brandon talks about the real-life inspiration behind his latest flick, which follows a couple in a terrifying situation at a foreign resort. I did kind of keep going back to memories I had of a resort I stayed at many years ago because there was a strange and kind of horrifying contrast between that resort and the area surrounding it and, and I guess expanding it into a story about people who are operating without consequences that kind of naturally flowed from that development. Infinity Pool arrives on Hulu today. So it's weird because that movie's been out, it's been streaming for quite a while. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it says it's it arrives on Hulu today. But maybe that's the big thing is it's making it to Hulu today. I guess so. Yeah. All right, next clip. I'm a Virgo is the story of a man navigating life with a unique affliction. He just so happens to be 13 feet tall. Wow. In this clip, series lead uh, Jarrell Jerome uh, thinks back to the first message he received from director Boots Riley about bringing the absurd con- uh, concept to life. Here we go. The title of the email was 13 foot tall black man in Oakland. And I responded immediately like, I don't know what this is, bro, but let's talk. He brought figurines of Cootie and of the car and how big he would look. That was the big pitch to me was that this is not going to be CGI. It's not going to be special effects. We want to shoot practical, force perspective, put you on miniature sets, build a tall doll of you, shoot this Lord of the Rings style. I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't think I want to see it. Uh, Stream the first season of I'm a Virgo on Prime Video starting today. When they do stuff like that, if you, if you get a chance to look at the making of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, and the um, the force perspective. They did not use really a, a lot of CGI in those scenes uh, with the hobbits. And so they have a set that's up close to the camera and it's matched to a set that's further. And, 
and just by camera angles suggest that huge size difference. Huh. Interesting. All right. That's the entertainment report for this morning. We are taking a break. We're going to come back in a moment. And Jamie Lisso will be joining us from Helium Comedy Club a little bit later on today. we got some stuff for you to win. We'll be back in a moment. Hang on. What's new? Glad you asked. The Revivalists. Lincoln Park. The Hooters. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. So, we're going to try something. And that usually doesn't work. But we're going to try anyway. Uh, you put it together, right? Yep, it's a new game, right? So, uh, and uh, I'm. Why not? Since right. we know the odds are uh, uh, something's going to fail. Like, for example, our um, uh, go out to traffic jams and hand out coffee and donuts, yeah. and yeah. that was a, that didn't work. By the way, it's all all of those roads are jammed this morning. What? So on Tuesday right. when they were clear, mm-hmm. right now, yep. not so much. So I say, let's go right. for it. So here's what we're going to do. And don't call yet because there are very specific qualifications for you to participate in this game. By the way, it's called My Generation. All right? And essentially, it's a battle of the gems. And uh, I broke down some qualifications. And we are going to have you face off against someone in a different generation. But you're going to have to answer questions about that other person's generation in order to get points. And I'll explain how the system works. Right. All right, so we will we'll get, uh, for example, our first two callers, I need a millennial against a boomer. So give the uh, parameters. The ages are, millennials are 29 to 43 years old. That's what I've been told, 29 to 43 years old. And a boomer is anywhere from 59 to 77. So if you right. fall within those, in that age window, call right now, we'll put you on, and I'll explain the game. You probably know what you are. Right, I'm a Gen X. Right, I'm yeah. a boomer. Yeah, you're a boomer. So, uh, and I'm like at the tail end of Gen X. Uh, and you know what, Marissa's got an issue with her classification. Really? Um, and uh, let me, yeah, let She's me. She's a preemie, right? Let me, <laughs> which explains her size. Yeah. Uh, no, Marissa, uh, you you fall under the umbrella of millennial, right? Yeah. Okay. But what the hell happened to Gen Y? Yeah. When uh, I was a kid. <laughs> MTV told me I was Generation Y. Yeah. And then suddenly, like eight years ago, it just disappeared. It's true. Yeah. 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 I don't know how the term millennial took over Gen Y, because technically, because I was Gen X and Gen Y, and then we have Gen Z. We're going to play a game in a little while with Gen X and Gen Z. But, but yeah, you you were like Fredo. You got passed over. Yeah. 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 It sucked the most when they made fun of millennials. I can handle things. I'm smart. Thanks, Fredo. <laughs> I empathize. And when they when they made fun of millennials so hard, it was just really hard to accept. I don't know you like describe our generation like we were digital and analog in our lifetime, right? Yeah, and you were beat down on a lot for like, oh, yeah. these ki- these kids, they don't know what the rest of us worked for. They have phones and this and that yeah. and whatever. They had, had the telephone. I had <laughs> my encyclopedia in a book, on a DVD, and on the internet. Uh, <laughs> the best yeah. of all possible worlds. Yeah, it it happens. You know, your generation gets beat up at one time or another. It's just it's the generation millennials before you is going to piss all over your generation. Yeah, yeah. On top of it, Gen Y is just a cooler name. All right. Well, hold on. Gen Y seems to be a portion of the millennials. Nah. Well, we're don't not screw up the contest. We don't want to do this. Do you know how much we put into this? All right. So, 
So we're going to do uh, Millennial versus Boomer in the first round, and then in the second round, we'll do Gen X versus Gen Z. All right. So, uh, remember, Boomer is 59 to 77. Millennial is 29 to 43. Gen X is 44 to 58. What's Gen A? Uh, not Gen, Gen A, A is a... Uh, <laughs> Forrest Gump's girlfriend. Forrest Gump's girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, Gen Z is 11 to 28. All right. And we will take an 11-year-old if they want to Sure. Why not? All right. So this is the way it's going to work. And I will have to explain this. I know when we get everybody on again, so I'm going to uh, just throw this out there. Bear with us. Nick, you're going to keep score. All right. All right. Fair enough. So the way this is going to happen, let's say we have a boomer and a millennial. I will ask the boomer... The millennial trivia, trivia questions. This is see what you. T- this is to find out what you know outside of your own generation. How aware this yes. is. It. That's exactly the point. So remember, you're going to be tasked with something you're probably not fully aware of, but you will gain points if you are. That is correct. And if you get a question correct, you will get two points for that. Now, if you get it incorrect. The other person can answer that question, which will be in their own generation. Wow. They'll get one point if they get that Because correct. it's more likely because they would know that. Because it's easier. It's within their generation. Okay? All right. So let's try this out. I will re-explain all of that in a moment when I get our callers on the line. So I need a millennial and a boomer. And I got a little bit of everybody. I have no, no, uh, let's see. There's nothing have, on here. There's nothing on here. We have a millennial, no Gen, Gen X, boomer, no Gen Z yet. All right, so we need a Gen Z or that'll be for the next round. Uh, so let me get our millennial on the line. And this is uh, Jessica. Hi there, Jessica. Hi. Hi. How old are you, Jessica? I am 38. 38. Right. So you fall within the millennial category. Do you feel the same as Marissa? You, you were at one point uh, Gen, Gen Y. y. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Which do you prefer? Uh, Gen Y. Okay. Gen Y. They, right. they love in Gen Y, but uh, that's the way. Yeah, that's the way these things break. Yeah, man. What are you going to do? <laughs> All right. We're going to go next to Frank, who is our boomer. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Good morning to see you. Good, uh, good morning, it, <laughs> Frank. Hi, right, Frank. How old are you? I'm uh, 66. 66. You're right in the middle yep. of this. Perfect. Perfect. Excellent. So the way this is going to work, and I'll explain this again, Jessica and Frank. I will ask each one of you a question from the other person's generation. So, Frank, you're going to get questions from millennials, and uh, <laughs> Jessica, you're going to get baby boomer questions. And I'm going to give you four questions each. We'll do them one at a time. If you get it correct, you get two points. If you get it incorrect, the other person can answer that for a one-point score. At the end of it all, we'll find out who the winner is. And I just, I, I couldn't, I didn't think about a, a tiebreaker. So what we'll do is if we have a tie, we will ask a toss-up question from Generation Z. All right. Okay, all right. from Gen so, Z. So all you need to know is answer the questions correctly. That's yeah, it. That's we'll take care of the scoring. All right, so let's begin with Jessica since she was the first one I got on board. Jessica, are you ready? Yes. All right, here is your boomer question. Tell me this. What was the name of Lucy's neighbor and friend in I Love Lucy? Oh, my God. I can't think of it. See, it's harder so than you, me and, But though, through repeats over the years, it would not be absurd for you to know this. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, my gosh. I am drawing a blank. All right, you got three more seconds. Oh, sorry. Or time's up. <laughs> no, that, that is the three-second alert, Preston. <laughs> so one. All right. Yeah. So now, all right, you can hit it. Thank you. All right, now we'll go to Frank and see if he can get one point for this question. Frank, what was the name of Lucy's neighbor and friend And I Love Lucy? That's correct. Wow. <laughs> right. One point for Frank. 
Zero for Jessica. And now we move over to Frank and we try out a millennial question on him. All right, Frank, here is your question. Millennials have come and uh, have come of age alongside the iPhone, among other technologies. During which year was the iPhone 4 released? That's a tough one. Yeah, it is. is. Regardless. Uh, I'll just guess. I'll say uh, 2000. 2000 is incorrect. That means Jessica can answer this. And Jessica, do you know what year the iPhone 4 was released? Um, I think uh, 2010. That's correct. Ah. One point well done. for Jessica. I thought she was not going to get that. So it's one, uh, it's one, one. She's a millennial. She was able to she use her iPhone, iPhone to look to that up. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do things quickly. Okay. Right. So we're gonna, we're gonna do our best to avoid stop all you that. from uh, doing that. All right. Bad people, you. Let me go next. Don't blame her. Let's go next to uh, Jessica. All right, Jessica. Here is your boomer question for you, Queen Elizabeth II. Who was her father? Oh, my gosh. Oh. Three seconds. Time's up. All right, let's go to Frank. Frank, Queen Elizabeth II, who was her father? Is he there? Frank? Uh, May I answer? All right, time's up. No, that's incorrect. Yes, you may answer. Fred Mertz. No, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) Way off. He's Americans. King George the Sixth. King George the Sixth. All right, it is uh, Jessica's turn, I believe. No, no, no. Actually, the other way around. Millennial question goes to Frank. All right, Frank. Here we go. Uh, Let's see here. All right. What egg-shaped handheld electronic game let you take care of a digital pixelated pet? No idea. All right, no idea. We're going to go over to Jessica. Jessica, do you know the answer? Tamagotchi. Yes, Tamagotchi is correct. That means one point goes over to Jessica. What's the score so far, Nick? Uh, Jessica's in the lead, 2-1. All right. I had a... Did we all have those at some point? I did not. I remember them. Yeah. But I remember uh, I I never had one myself. I got one for someone and they let it die. Steve, my fiance refers to, like, when she talks about her Tamagotchi, it's like she's talking about a family member. Yeah. Yeah. She absolutely loved that. You had to keep it alive and give it affection and all that. All right. Next question. And this is for Jessica. Jessica, this is a boomer question for you being a millennial. Name the famous movie director who hosted a popular TV series featuring dramas, thrillers, and mysteries. A famous movie director who hosted a popular TV series featuring dramas, thrillers, and mysteries. Oh. Three seconds. I don't know. All right, how about you, Frank? Uh, I'll just take a guess, Alfred Hitchcock. That is correct. Do you remember the name of the show? It was Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock, Hitchcock Presents. Presents. Is correct, yeah. It was great. By and the he way. Would, he would do little introductions to the movies. They had one of the best. Do you remember the episode where the, the nurses are getting killed uh, on a rainy night, Preston? No. Okay, it turns out one of the nurses is the killer in drag. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, next we go to Frank with this question for a millennial, but you, being a boomer, get to answer this. All right, what handheld Nintendo device preceded the Nintendo DS. 
Uh, Atari? I don't know. No. It was a a stealth move on Nintendo's part. All right, Jessica, what handheld Nintendo device preceded the Nintendo DS? Um... Was it Game Boy? Yes! That is correct. All right. I don't think anybody's gotten a question out of their generation. You're correct. Correct, yeah. What is the score, Nick? Uh, Jessica, back in the lead, now winning 3-2. All right, and we only have uh, one question each left. So that, yeah, okay. So This will either tie it up or decide it. All right, next we have a boomer question for Jessica. Jessica, here we go. In 1953, the Rosenberg couple were executed for what crime? Oh, I don't know. Three seconds. I don't know. All right. Let's go over to Frank. Frank, do you know what the Rosenberg couple were executed for? Uh, I'll say communism. Communism. Uh, Treason. Right. Well. That was his answer. It's not it. uh, No, that's not it. It was espionage. Espionage. All right. And then one final question. And this one is for Frank. Frank, here we go. Uh, let's see. No, we're not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Ah, do it. We do, well, I just did a video game question. Don't so do I'm that. we do another one. <laughs> All right, here we go. When... No, I'm not going to do that one either. Don't do that. All right, on Arrested Development, what was the name of Michael's son? Oh. Did you just drop no the idea. F-bomb? No. No idea. All right, Frank, we go over now to Jessica. Jessica, on Arrested Development, what was the name of Michael's son? I didn't watch that show. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, then that's incorrect. Yeah. It was uh, Michael's, Michael's son is George Michael. George Michael. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> So we, that's a final score, though, Nick. What's the score? Jessica's our winner. Three, right. two, yeah. Though you both did well. Yep. Jessica wins. First time ever of my generation. So, Jessica, here's what we have for you. Casey, what kind of prize do we have? All right. For you, Jessica, because you are of age, uh, you got a case of Victory Summer Love. You can taste victory with your favorite summer crusher. Victory Brewing Summer Love. Lemony hops, crisp and refreshing, and ready for your cooler. All right, Jessica. Congratulations. All right. Hang on. Uh, Don't be too excited now. Uh, And, uh, Frank, thank you for playing along, brother. You did a good job. Uh, have a good day, guys. You too. All right. Did that go okay? Yeah. I think it did. Absolutely. Yeah. I, as you would assume, they, they were able to get their own time frames. Yeah. I want to. Uh, uh, I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you, and I want to fight you at the same time. <laughs> I um, kiss fight you. So now we're going to try. Uh, we're going to try Gen Z uh, right. versus the Bronze uh, Age. No, Generation X. We don't have any Bronze Age questions. All right, so I need uh, Gen Z, and that is Jamie was our first Generation Z contestant. Hi, Jamie. Hi, good morning. Good morning. All right, how old are you, Jamie? I am 25. 25, perfect. You're 25 in Gen Z range. That's perfect because 28 is where we top out. That's right. All right. You're still a youngin. And then I need Generation (laughs) X, so we will go to Mike and get him on the line. Hey, Mike, good morning. Will you forget the moose? <laughs> For a moment, please. All right. The moose. For a moment. The, the music and the sound effects are on the same page. I know. So. All right. So, uh, Mike, Gen X, how old are you? I am 46. 46. All right. Perfect. You're just barely in Generation X because it goes from 44 to 50. All right. All right. All right. So, be interesting. Do you get the Gen Z questions, Mike? And, Jamie, you get the Gen X questions. So, we're going to start with you, Jamie. You ready to go? Yeah. Four questions each. Here we go. Here's the first one. What brand dropped its ad campaign with Madonna after the release 
of the Like a Prayer video. What brand? Three seconds. Honestly, I have no clue on that one. All right. Let's go to Mike. Mike, what brand dropped its ad campaign with Madonna after the release of the Like a Prayer video? Pepsi. Pepsi's yeah. correct. Yes. All right. We get a point for Mike so far. And that's a good one. And yet again, somebody has answered one only from their generation. All right. Next, we get a Gen Z question for Mike. Here we go, Mike. In 2020, what famous TikTok star had a Dunkin' drink named after them? Three seconds. Dunkin' drink? Yeah. TikTok star. Time's up. All right, let's go to Jamie. Jamie, what famous TikTok star had a Dunkin' drink named after them? I don't even have TikTok. All right, then that's it. The answer was Charlie D'Amelio. D'Amelio? D'Amelio? She did dance videos. Okay. So her and her sister are are like OGs of TikTok. Okay, so zero, zero as we begin. Uh, We go back to Jamie with a Generation X question. Jamie, here we go. Who was Johnny Carson's sidekick on The Tonight Show? Ed McMahon. Yes! Utah. Count up two points. Nice job. All right, next we go over to Mike. Mike, here is a Gen Z question for you being a Gen Xer. I need you to tell me who became the youngest ever person appointed as a UNICEF Goodwill Ambassador. I'm not sure to know that. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby, Bobby Brown, Brown is at least the answer. That is incorrect. All right, Jamie, you get to answer that. Who became the youngest ever person appointed to as a UNICEF Goodwill Ambassador? I was going to say Millie Bobby Brown, too. No, it's incorrect. It's Malala Yufaze, uh, who is the, the gal who was, yes. uh, shot in the face. Right. And, uh, okay, so uh, some of these are tough questions. Yeah. I mean, they're like what you might have on Jeopardy, so sorry about that. All right, we'll go next to Jamie, a Generation X question for you. Here we go. Which pop star had her own perfume called Electric Youth? Carmen Electra? No. Uh, That's a good guess, though. Mike, do you know which pop star had her own perfume called Electric Youth? I do, Debbie Gibson. Yes! Well done! That's in a, a fluorescent green and pink bottle. That's a you had it, <laughs> of course, right? Oh, no, yes. She's wearing it today. <laughs> All right, Mike, you got a point for that one. And then, Mike, we're going to ask you a Gen Z question. Here it is. What is a chat application that is popular with gamers? Uh, a chat app popular with gamers? Three seconds. Is uh, Discord? Yes! yes! Two points. Nice job. What's the score so far, Nick? Mike is winning four to two. Wow. All right. We go back over, and it's not too late for Jamie. Let's see if you can get this two-point question correct from Generation X. What, and this is your final question, by the way, from this one. All right. It all hinges on this. What was commonly used to manually rewind a cassette tape? What was commonly used to manually rewind a cassette tape? A pencil. Yes! Oh well done. Wow. Nailed it. <laughs> Good answer. I'm All right. an old soul for a 25-year-old. <laughs> Nick, what is the score? Jamie just did it up. It is 4-4. Four, four. All right, so whoever gets this correct is going to be our winner. All right, and we will go to Mike and see if he knows this. All right, Mike, here we go. 
What singer rose to fame with the 2019 hit Truth Hurts? Three seconds. Lizzo. Yes! Oh, Mike got it right. Wow. Out of his ass. And that and off his phone. Mike is our winner. He's on his phone. I know. You can still use your search apps. Yeah. Should we not play this game anymore? No! Right. I'm just making a joke. All right, Mike. Don't take it personally. Well, I just need to know if people are going to cheat, then we won't do it. No, but they cheated all the time. All right, Mike, you're a winner, and here's what Golly. we have for you. All right, Mike, uh, you. What does he say? With that people, the ambassador question. I mean, has anybody supposed to know that? I know it was Malala, <laughs> no, bro. I I mean, you gotta cheat a little. You're complaining and you won? No, I'm not complaining. All right, then be quiet. Hey, uh, Mike, you won yourself uh, some passes to see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. That is with Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller Bridge, and the screening is going to be Wednesday, June 28th, 7 p.m. at the AMC Nishamani. The film hits theaters everywhere Friday, June 30th. All right, Mike, hang on the line, and thank you, Jamie, for playing along. You did a she great did job. She did a good job. Yeah. Nice work. All right, we can do one more round if you guys want. Yeah. We have time for that? Yeah, we have right. plenty of time. So let's see. We have uh, we did uh, Boomer versus Millennial last time. You guys want to do that again? I, I like that. What, what, okay. what do you think, Nick? I was going to say Boomer, like the oldest versus the youngest. Let's try that. All right, Boomer versus Gen Z. Do we have a Gen Zer? Maybe a really hip. Uh, yes, Boomer. we do. All right, we do. All right, so let's do that. I like that. All right, we will have uh, John. Uh, who is with the uh, Baby Boomers. Hi, John. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. All right, John. How old are you? Um, I'm 60. You're 60? John, it well, says I'm you're 60. 63. I'm really 59. I'll be 60 in. Okay. October. Give us the top five ages you are. <laughs> John, can, can you hear us Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Are you right. he was born in 63? Oh, okay. That's right. Right. Okay. 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 All right. So you're, you're 59. You just barely squeak into the boomer, right? Correct. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Now we he's, need, he's very studied. Now we need a Gen Zer. We're going to go to Claudia. Hi, Claudia. Hi. Good morning to see you. Good morning to see you. <laughs> and good morning, Ed. All right. So do uh, you understand how the game works, Claudia? Yeah. Okay, I'd explain it to John, but it'd be too difficult. So we'll just uh, we'll just get right. He's to just it. taking his time. Yeah. He is. All right, yeah. uh, let's begin. We are going to start with this, John. You're going to get to go first, okay? Sure. All right, right, let's go with this. Before rebranding to become TikTok, the app was formally called what? Before it became TikTok, that app was no. Sorry. I'll say tick. tick. No. <laughs> That's incredible. Good guess. Claudia, do you know the answer? Musically. Musically, yes, yeah. that is correct. Absolutely. That means a point. One point goes to Claudia. All right, so, Claudia, we now ask you a question from the uh, Baby Boomer trivia list here. Uh, let's go with this. Who was on the cover of the very first Playboy magazine? And you have three seconds to answer. Uh, Pam Anderson? No. <laughs> no. Good guess. John, who is on the first cover of Playboy? Marilyn Monroe. Yes, that is correct. Absolutely. So that means a point for him. Nice. Do you know that picture was not taken for Playboy? It was purchased. 
Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Uh, we will go next to uh, John with a Gen Z question, and this is for you. The show, Stranger Things, premiered in what year? John, you got three seconds. Seventy-two. <laughs> <laughs> Claudia, do you know what year Stranger Things premiered in? Twenty sixteen. Yes, that's right. Twenty sixteen. <laughs> All right. No, not nineteen seventy-two. <laughs> this has to fall in the Generation Z. All right. So we will next go over to Claudia for a boomer question. Claudia. Name the first man-made satellite launched into space. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) I have no idea. All right. John, do you know the first man-made satellite launched into space? Sputnik? Yes, Yes. Sputnik. You got it right. All right, now we have a Gen Z question for you, John. Uh, let's go with this. The Netflix series, The Queen's Gambit, was centered around what game? Chess. That is correct. Yes. Chess is correct. So that's a two-pointer. Wow. For him. Score, Nick? Uh, John is winning. Four to two. All right, four to two. So See, slow and steady wins. Uh, Claudia can get right back on this. All right, Claudia, your boomer question is, what was the name of the ranch in Bonanza? Three seconds, Claudia. Oh, I don't know. Mm. All right, how about you, John? Do you know? I thought it was Bonanza. No, that's incorrect. It was? Ponderosa. Ponderosa. Absolutely. All right, we have one final question, and it doesn't matter, really, because... No, Claudia can still catch up. Uh, uh, What's the score? It's uh, four to two. So she gets this right. The question goes to, actually, John next. I am wrong. Okay, so (laughs) with that, John's our winner. Five to four. John, you surprised us all. We did. And you want it. Stranger Things didn't come out in 1972, <laughs> but we have something I know, for I you. I screwed up. That's right. Claudia right. pulled some good info out, too. She did. Solidly done. All right, case. John, we got a case of Victory Summer Love. Taste victory with your favorite summer crusher, Victory Brewing's Summer Love. Lemony hops, crisp and refreshing, and ready for your cooler. All right, that's for you, John. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. And, Claudia, thanks for playing. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. All right, great. All right, and there you go. Yeah. Generation game. And we can do it again sometime. I do have uh, a bunch of questions that we can get to. All right, we're going to take a break and return momentarily because we've got Bizarre File stories that I think you're going to appreciate. And don't forget, we give away our Word of the Week prize this morning as well. We'll be back in a moment. Stay there. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, Hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay, well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinAndWinGame.com. 
Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. What say we officially ring in Friday? to this morning by Circa Flags, Jersey Shore residents. You can check out CircaFlags.com for personalized beach gear. Customize your very own family logo in seconds at CircaFlags.com and get 20% off when you use the code SHORE. That's C-I-R-C-A Flags.com. Well, a woman in Indianapolis says she's been the victim of an unusual robbery. After working a late shift, the woman came home to a gunman who approached her stole cash from her and forced her to send him a friend request on Facebook uh-huh. and later he tried to ask her out on a date. Ah, uh, that's a me cute. Uh, <laughs> Damien Boyce pointed out his Facebook profile to the victim and watched her add him saying that he would pay the money he stole back to her Aww. before leaving the scene on a bike. You're so pretty, I'm not going to pistol whip you. The probable cause affidavit shows that the same day uh, the two exchanged messages via Facebook. So, uh, Boyce wrote, look, uh, just know I'm going to pay you back. It's an effing way to meet, but F, you was too pretty to rob. Wow. That's uh, got to be flattering to a girl. The victim said, I believe you, man. I can't tell. I can tell you're sweet. Times just get rough. I know that. And you then, one fine bitch. And then Boyce sent more saying, I feel like a total F. I swear I got you. My toes are tingling. He said, what's your cash app tag? (laughs) Or you can send it when I'm ready. And then he went on to say, for real, I'm effed. We have to meet up on them terms. Uh, And uh, come chill with me, I swear. They're going to have a great story to tell their kids. I'm no on that type of timing. I do have a man, she said. You know, I can't do that, LOL. I wish you the best, though. Uh, court records show that benevolent robbery. Uh, Boyce was charged with armed robbery on Wednesday. Why? He was trying to get a date. Uh, documents also stated that uh, Boyce was arrested and charged in a separate incident last week for robbery resulting in bodily injury and battery by means of a deadly weapon, among other charges. In that incident, he allegedly shot two people and hit someone else in the head with a brick. Uh, no dates there. No. 
Boyce was uh, also charged uh, with carrying a handgun as a felon on top of it. Uh, we'll, we'll get a follow-up on that later yeah, on yeah. and see if they did end if up going out. off, yeah. A boy has been bitten and dragged underwater by a dingo. A dingo? Less than two weeks after another animal was put down by park rangers for biting tourists. What's going on over there? That's the safest place on earth, Australia. Uh, the attacks <laughs> have prompted renewed warnings to visitors to remain vigilant around the native animals and to keep their children nearby at all times. Uh, the 10-year-old was uh, walking along the water's edge on the island formerly known as Fraser Island when he was stalked and attacked by the dingo near a camping area. He was saved when his 12-year-old sister intervened. Uh, according to a ranger, he said the family treated the boy for puncture wounds to his shoulder and arms and scratches and bruises on his collarbone and arm. Dingoes are, are little tenacious, though, yeah. there. Uh, the tagged dingo dug up food scraps buried in the sand near the camping area. And uh, the rangers said that they had chased the animal away from the camping area. And they said, we've increased patrols in the region to monitor the dingo's behavior and pass on dingo-safe messaging to campers and visitors. Dingo. Yeah. The ranger said that the dingo was accustomed uh, to human interaction showing no wariness around people. They could correct their image if one of those dingoes would actually return a baby. Right. Yeah. Stop dragging them underwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Researchers documenting animal life on a stretch of Texas Gulf Coast shared video documenting an un- documenting an unusual discovery, and it was a safe that washed up on the beach. Wow. Uh, the University of Texas Marine Science Institute, famous for bizarre beach discoveries, including a series of creepy dolls, posted a video to YouTube showing Jace Tunnel, uh, the reserve's director, examining the safe that washed up on the sand. The video description reads... Everyone's dream is to find a bag of money washed up at the beach. We found the next best thing, a safe. So Tunnel loaded the safe into the back of a pickup truck. This is so cool. And recruited some helpers to spend about an hour working to break into the metal box using crowbars, a sledgehammer, and a metal grinder. I bet you I know what was in it. What? Nemo. No. The team finally managed to open the safe, and they discovered it only had a packet of silica gel. <laughs> Seriously? That, yes. That's the way it probably ships. They yep. got it open? And... Th- Nick, that's probably like a brand new safe that never had anything in it. The silica gel is like when you find it a new pair of shoes yeah. or something like that. And electronics, anything. It, yep. it just it, it mitigates the humidity or moisture. Let's see, what was it? A Geraldo Rivera, right? Oh, Al, Capone's. Al Capone's. I watched that thing live. God. One of the great embarrassments. Uh, oh, maybe it's a Tommy gun or money. <laughs> Uh, Tuttle said there were no markings or writing on the safe to offer any clues as to where it originated from. He said the amount of algae on the outside indicates the safe uh, had been in the water for some time before washing up. That's pretty wild. Yep. Uh, and then this is a follow-up story. Uh, I had this a couple of days ago. Philadelphia police said Wednesday afternoon uh, that initial reports of teens playing with explosives inside a grocery store yeah. are unfounded. Chief Inspector Michael... They were hand grenades. Uh, Chief Inspector Michael Cram <laughs> said there was no explosion. There were no sticks of dynamite. Uh, the incident happened at the Fresh Grocer in the city's Germantown section. Police say security called to report three teens, roughly 16 to 19 years old, wearing all black clothing. Don't most stores post a no dynamite sign? <laughs> uh, trying to light some kind of firework, but once bomb squad units arrived, they found no evidence of explosives. That's why I was wondering why it wasn't made a bigger deal. Yeah, <laughs> dynamite? So, apparently it didn't even happen. Uh, and then this, I've not seen the video, but I read about this this morning. 
A video of a jetpack-wearing pizza delivery man flying over a Glastonbury festival has diners wondering if rocket men are the future of dining. So was it a full-on jetpack, or was it one of those flying platforms? I haven't, I don't know, I haven't seen it. It says video footage shows a Domino's deliverer in a custom-made suit picking up boxes at one of the chain's locations and then blasting off. Wow. Uh, festival, go- festival goer Natalie Dixon said, I've never seen a jet suit, let alone one delivering pizzas. Uh, and I can't wait to see one land on my doorstep in the future. Steve, it's uh, it, the dude's got the rocket suit. We're, we're looking at this. Uh, it's uh, strapped to his sides. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A, so that's the it's yes. a real deal jet pack. Yeah, where you put your arms down and that lifts you up. Yep. Uh, All those things are so cool. According uh, to Domino's, the idea comes from the original Rocket Man, Elton John, because he is headlining the pyramid stage this week. There you go. So, have you seen the the footage of the British naval men uh, going from one ship to another using these? No. So they're on the deck. They take off, fly ahead to the other ship, and land on it. Wow. That's uh, that's pretty badass. It is pretty badass. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you for now. All right. Uh, we have some more movie screening passes for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. This is last week. Is this the final page? No, no, no. We okay. Know. All right. So we'll take uh, callers 11, 12, and 13 right now. So it's next Wednesday, 7 p.m. at AMC Nishamani. Uh, and we'll give you those movie passes. 215-263-WMMR. Going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Shine down. You can try, you can try, but the dead don't die. Jelly roll. I to God when I need a favor. Aaron Jones. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Why don't we do the connoisseur because it's a Friday thing. It's time for the Friday edition of the connoisseur. And listen, there's a there's a treat to start with. Oh, oh is that right? Connor brought something in for us. Ah. And I'm very excited, and he realized that I neglected to mention it last week when this whole thing got started, but it is the HERS second annual Flavored by Philly competition. Uh, yes, we had a good time the first time around. Yeah, and uh, this one is, they have, they have partnered with local businesses to create limited edition potato chip flavors. That taste like the businesses? No, that oh. are inspired by Philadelphia cuisine. Oh, that makes more sense. Um, So I had, there are three finalists, and uh, Connor brought them in. Well, that's very cool. He's a proactive kind of guy. So I'm going to mention this. I'm going to open up a bag with each of you. You want a drum roll? That I mentioned? No, it's okay. Uh, with uh, each mention. Okay. <laughs> and then I'll pass this around the room and you guys all right. can all uh, take all right. a chip and, and try it out. So the first one is Mike's Barbecued and it's Korean Barbecue Wings. Oh, that's right. Presenting right. Korean Barbecue Wings. All right, so I've, I've never been to Mike's Barbecue. So I'm He's never that. been to Mike's Barbecue. I'm going to take a sniff of these. He's taking a sniff. Ooh, they smell sweet. He thinks they smell sweet. All right, let me... Uh, let How me take will they it. go with coffee? Uh, oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Here you go, Case. You want to try them? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Yeah, bro. Mm. What do you think? Not bad. Not bad. I'm, I'm really anticipating the last one because uh, I know what they are ahead oh, of time. Okay. Um, but... That's pretty good. It's definitely a nope, a sweet flavor to it. It's okay. Casey says a no. It's okay. All right. Would you, would you uh, qualify them as like typical barbecue chips? No, definitely no. not. Right. But it's, I, d- 
It's a unique flavor. The flavor that they're going after, I think they're nailing. Yeah. Uh, it, it's amazing how they can do that. Yeah. All right. And then the second one, well, let's see, Kath, did you try it? Uh, I, I smelled it. It smells delicious. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard no. That's a pass. All right, um, Nick, how about you? A little bit of kick at the end of them, which surprised me. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. I wouldn't buy them, I don't think. The next flavor is... All right. Drum roll, please. Ladies and gentlemen, the next flavor is... John's Roast Pork and the Roast Pork Sandwich. John's Roast Pork and the Roast Pork Sandwich. Okay, I'm smelling. I just opened this up. I'm smelling the bag. I'm smelling it. And uh, it's 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 kind of, there's not much there. It smells like regular potato chips. So I'll tell you what. they uh, like. Uh, I was amazed when they did the Primo uh, flavored chips because how close to the actual taste it is. So maybe it's in the taste and not in the smell. I like this one better. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's better, Casey. Yep. Yep. I think yeah. you invented a, a little insult there too, Preston. Smell my bag. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what you can do? <laughs> smell you my can bag. Smell my bag. Wow. That is pretty close. You yeah. Like it, Steve? Yeah. yeah you can... Well, again, I'm a more traditionalist yeah, yeah. in my in my chip thing. But um that smells good. If you are a fan of that particular food, I think that's gonna rock your world. All right. I you're like just, roast pork. Let me ask you. You're just <clears throat> smelling the bag, Kath? May I ask you something, kind of Smelling the bag. Yes, sir. If you're eating a food, uh-huh. all right, uh-huh. like you're eating one of these sandwiches, mm-hmm. do you want uh-huh. your chips to taste like the sandwiches as well? No. Uh, no. no. Yeah. Right? I, but I, but you it's know got to complement it. It's got to complement it, though. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that actually so tastes like a it, roast pork sandwich. Yeah, it does. It, does. Yeah. it really does. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're great. That's what hers is great at all this stuff. So uh, my question is, you would taste, you would ha- eat these to remind you of that taste, but you wouldn't eat them in unison. Correct. I think this is more just snacking on and not to accompany a sandwich it's or something not, like that. I just that. love that all of the bags are ending up over here next to Nick. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna, where they belong. He, he will finish them all. I like right, his book is right, Smell the Bag. <laughs> all right. And then the final flavor, and the one that I've been looking forward to, and I think you guys will like to hear this, Corpolese Tomato Pie. Oh! I bought some the other day. He bought some the other day. Because my dad has never had it. His dad has never had that. And I wanted him to try it out. And he bought it. His <laughs> Did he love it? Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's really... So uh, tomato pie is unique to this area. I Very think. much... Uh, listen, Kathy, from New York, I don't ever remember getting... Tomato pies. I, so mm. I never, no, I never remember getting tomato pie. I never liked tomato pie until I had Corbelis. I still yeah. don't really, I'm not a fan of tomato pie unless it's theirs. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay. You know, yeah. I, I also I think it's because there's a, there's that sweetness to the yeah. tomato sauce. Agreed. Yeah. And there's definitely sweetness in this. You can taste it. By the way, it smells like ketchup. When you smell, smell the bag. Okay, I'll, I'm going to smell, smell my bag. bag. I think it smells like ketchup. <laughs> All right, that's good. It's, it's, um. It's not as good as the actual tomato pie itself. It is well on the way to that, that, that sweetness yeah. in there. Oh, yeah. So I do like, I'm sorry to have with a mouthful. Mm, 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 I, I like hers, the uh, the ketchup-flavored chips. Yes. Yeah. Those are really good. So, Kathy, did you smell the bag? I did. It doesn't smell great, but I trust you guys that it tastes good. It is. Nick, that's Corbelese. That's really good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's my favorite of the three. Me too. I agree. It is, it is now, mind you, it's na- all the flavors that they're going after. They're nailing. But if I were to buy one of these, yeah, it would be yeah. the tomato pie. Uh, these are all available in store now, and you can try them. And you can vote for your favorite. The small business with the flavor that collects the most votes at the end of the voting period will win ten thousand dollars. And your vote also enters you in a sweepstakes for uh, merch and snacks, and uh, you can share your vote with friends and so on. Uh, and 
that says to vote, go to hers.com. Wasn't Merchant Snacks a movie with Stallone and Kurt Russell? <laughs> no, that was Tango and Cash. Oh. Uh, so you can go to hers.com or you can text your favorite flavor. Uh, you can text uh, wings uh, or pork or pie uh, to... Uh, you ever have a good pork pie? 80160. Uh, no, I've heard of a pork pie hat, but I've never actually heard of a pork pie. <laughs> you guys can I mean, that. Uh, if you had a sausage pizza or pepperoni, that's pork, is it not? Yeah, true. Maybe so. There's a uh, there's a guy that, uh, that I watch, a regular uh, golf... Uh, YouTuber, his name is Rick Shields. He's fantastic, and he has an an English treat, and I want to have one so bad. It's called a sausage roll. I've heard of him, and apparently, it's when you play golf and yeah. and, and you're halfway Where done, you go, you go to the halfway house, and you have a sausage roll. They look really tasty. It's like uh, it's it's a sausage uh, filling inside of what looks like almost like phyllo dough or something like that, some kind of a pastry around. Uh, it, it almost looks like like a. Um, Philly Pretzel Factory hot dog, right? Mm-hmm. Or like a beef Wellington? Yeah, so, yeah, like that kind of, but yeah. uh, but with I guess either shredded pork or or maybe uh, ground pork or something like huh. that. I would like to try that. Huh. But anyhow, um, yeah. So if you want to do this, go to uh, hers dot com, pick them up, try them out, and uh, and you can vote for your favorite. All right, order up. <laughs> Next story in the connoisseur. I like uh, I like the idea of secret menus. Yeah, that no one knows. <clears throat> I never really order off of secret menus because I always forget about the fact that there are secret menus in some places. But I saw an article that had the seven Shake Shack menu hacks oh, that's to, thing. to keep on hand. So yeah, you're, you're, a, you're a huge Shake Shack fan. Yeah, and I don't go often. I like to make it kind of a treat. Right. You know, uh, I should go You don't want to weigh a thousand pounds. Yeah. But uh, so here are some of the things that you can find on uh, Shake Shack as uh, secret menus. Uh, the protein style burger. I said, you've seen this in a lot of burger chains. Ask for your burger's protein style and they'll ditch the potato buns and wrap the whole thing in lettuce. Oh, okay. lettuce so, doesn't have a whole hell of a lot of protein. No, but it, it's uh, it's all protein. It's just pro- the, the instead meat. of the uh, the you don't get the, um, the carbs. Yeah, the carbs from. Well, the how about just give me the the, the the burger? They could do that. Yeah, but but then you can hold it in your hand <clears throat> in your hand if you have the lettuce. I'll on hold the a bur- greasy burger in my hand on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> I'll smell the bag. Yeah. Uh, they also have a cheese dog. It says, though it's not officially listed on the menu, you can get a hot dog covered in melted American or cheddar Ooh. cheeses. Ask nicely, tip well, it hey, says. When you grill and you want to make a cheese dog, do you like putting the cheese on the bun and toasting the bun? Or do you like putting the cheese on the dog and uh, grilling it that way? Don't you run the risk of losing a lot of that cheese? You do. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I don't really do cheese dogs anymore, oh. but I would go... After that accident. On the bun. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. That's why, Nick, that's why uh, Preston has a, a hook. Yeah. <laughs> On my foot. And, uh, and <laughs> it's a foot hook. The they they used to make yeah. them. Yeah. Just, just a quick side thing. We do not have to get into it, but you said tip well. Yeah. Like, so if you order off of the <clears throat> menu, they're saying that you should tip them well? Do you tip I, at Shake Shack? Well, it's what the author of the article you, you, wrote. You can't. Yeah. There, okay. Like, there is an option, and I know we've talked about it. We feel bad and all this stuff. I could not... I, I p- did a pickup order at a restaurant, and I could not pick up my order. Couldn't sign for my order until I put a tip in. Seriously? Yes. If they pick mandate a tip, yes. yep. And I go said, to hell. I said to the girl, I go, I can't. I said it's not letting me sign. And and then I re- and she goes, oh, okay, okay, yeah, you're good. And I realized she had to hit something on the other side in order for it to go to the next screen. The only other way for me to get it to go to the other screen was to put a tip in. 
That's not cool. Uh, you know me. No. I, I'm a generous tipper. I, I I tip all the time. But when you mandate that. I, I was like, I couldn't believe it. And I didn't realize it until like after the fact. But I was like, oh, my God. Huh. I was supposed to tip. Mm. No. I would, not, I would not take that well. Uh, there's also an item called the Chicago Burger. Uh, Shake Shack Chicago style hot dog. Chicago! Chicago! Lives on the standard menu, and uh, this is just a burgerized version of that. Order a Shack Chicago dog and a burger. Toss the toppings from the dog onto the burger if you want. Uh, they also have a shandy that you can order. A sh- shandy? Yeah, so uh, mix, lemon- shandy. <laughs> mix lemonade or Sprite with a beer. Yes. Which Shake Shack sold. I didn't know that Shake Shack sold uh, alcohol. They do, yeah. yeah. Huh. And you got yourself a refreshing summer cocktail. I do like a lemon beer. Um, they have a root beer float. So it's much like a dining hall. You got a soda machine and an ice cream, or frozen custard in this case, and that's it's ready. Uh, this can easily become a beer float too, but it's not on the menu. You'd have to ask for it. Can you get a protein version of a shandy where they wrap the cup in lettuce? Maybe if you ask nice. Well, uh, then there's the garden dog. Says, how do you make a veggie hot dog at Shake Shack? Easy. Order a pickled spear as the centerpiece of your dog, loaded up with all the veggies you desire. Do they have beyond uh, options there at? Uh, I don't know. Shake Shack. I, I want to say that either they do or they are soon because I remember reading something about that. Right, right. Uh, yes. Hold on, Marissa Magnata. They have that shroom burger, which is their original veggie burger. Right. And okay. then just a few weeks ago, um, they announced a vegan burger, but it's not beyond or impossible. It is a like homemade patty. Okay. okay. Very so good. I think a lot of restaurants are going back to making the homemade like veggie patties. Bean burgers and stuff like that? Yeah. So I, I never had a problem with like a, a bean burger. I, I know it's going to taste the way it's going to taste. Right. And, you know, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. But I, I do like the Beyond and Impossible yeah. occasionally. Yeah. yeah. I do too. All right. And then finally, uh, the uh, chili pepper cheese fries. It says uh, you just asked for cheese fries with a side of shake sauce and chopped chili peppers. If you would like to have so it. So is this, is it, for example, you know, Wawa, you can go into a special sub-menu that has yes. all these items. Yeah. You, you have to know that these are available. There's no there's no way to... Correct. Okay. You, you ask for these. I got it. And that's what they do. So these are kind of menu hacks, right. uh, if you will. Uh, you know what I forgot to do after that last, uh, oh. after we did this thing? Yeah. Uh, the movie clips. Do it. The movie, movie food. All right, so we got a couple of them set up here. Which and one if, do you want? Uh, let's go to the top here, and uh, we'll do that one first. And we will give away a prize. If you can tell me what movie this particular clip is from. Here we go. She doing you. She came with me. She's with me. I carried a watermelon. All right, let's see. Yeah, I knew you'd get it at the end there, Kathy. Let's see if you know what movie that is from. 215-263-WMMR. Order up. <laughs> All right, this one I just saw this morning, and I have to share this with you guys. Dubbed the world's hardest dish, literally a traditional stir-fry featuring stones as the key ingredient has sparked culinary curiosity on Chinese social media. So the stones are meant to be eaten? These are rocks. So here's what you do. Patrons are supposed to suck on the small rocks... To relish the rich and spicy flavor of the dish, Come suck on. my rock, Come which on. originated in the eastern Chinese province of Hubei, uh, they are okay. instructed to suck off the flavors. You're just a miserable rock sucker. Then spit out the rocks. <laughs> hence, the dish's name, which is uh, sodiu, meaning suck and dispose. Yeah, right. Stupid rock sucker. 
Uh, videos of internet users sampling Sudui. Sudui. Sudiu. I'm not sure if I how you pronounce it. But Sudio's a heavy uh, rocker. They have uh, sprung up all over Chinese social media platforms over the last week, and they also show how street vendors cook up the unusual dish. Vendors pour chili oil onto pebbles, sizzling. On a teppanyaki-style grill. Second on a chili rock. They sprinkle garlic sauce all over them, then stir-fry everything with a mix of garlic cloves and diced peppers. That sounds hard. Sucking on a chili rock. Sucking on a chili rock. Uh, as they prep the ingredients, uh, these sidewalk chefs sometimes narrate their every move with rhymes. I don't understand that. I'm about to feed this more on a rock. And... That's it. Okay. That's the rhyme. Yeah. I thought there was a rhyme to it. And I was thinking of a word that we probably shouldn't say. Right. I know. Yeah. You, uh, you guys know me. I will try and uh, eat almost anything. Uh-huh. This is not in my wheelhouse. Uh, it's, it's clearly a gimmick. Wow. It's, clearly, it's clearly a way for the rock and uh, stone industry in China <laughs> yes. to move extra product. Uh, so customers are served the flavored stones. What stone are we going to do with this? We'll feed it to people. And palm-sized boxes in each portion costs about uh, two and a half bucks. A great for Micah Cafe opened up across the street. In one of the clips, a customer asked, do I have to return the pebbles after I finish? And they said, no, bring them home as a souvenir. Yeah. Uh, so Dio is believed to have, uh, to date back hundreds of years, it was passed down for generations by boatmen through their oral history. Back in the wow, old man. days, boatmen would become stranded in the middle of a river and run out of food while delivering goods. To find happiness in the bitterness, they would find stones to cook with other condiments to make a dish. So it's the oral history that led to our familiarity with rock suckers. Yeah, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Bunch of rock suckers. But it's legit. You miserable rock suckers. <laughs> All right, we'll see if someone can uh, identify this movie. Because she doing this. She's with me. I carried a watermelon. Yo, cuz. All right, let's see if uh, Kate knows what movie that's from. Hi, Kate. Hey, that is my favorite line in that movie. It's Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. It's Kathy's favorite movie. Absolutely correct. Hang on, uh, Kate. Here's what we have for you. We have a pair of tickets to see Adam Ray. That's going to be on Friday, September 15th at 9.45 p.m. at the Punchline Philly. And tickets are on sale now via LiveNation.com. That is a 21 and uh, older show. All right, I'm going to turn right around and do another one because I skipped it on the first. Uh, so here's another movie clip. All right. See if you can identify this film. Here we go. I am receiving a message from the other side. <laughs> I'm trapped. Where are they taking me? She's talking to the lobster. The water can... <laughs> I love the scene in that movie. Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know. All right. Um, for the first time, U.S. regulators on Wednesday approved the sale of chicken made from animal cells, allowing two California companies to uh, companies to offer lab-grown meat. Where do you stand on all this? I'm all right stuff? with it. I, I'd like to try it, and uh, I wanted to go through a few, uh, one generation. I, I want to see, see a lot of people walking around with foreheads that are nine feet tall. Yeah, and, yeah. I, I, no, I don't think there's going to be any. Issue I mean, it, it's with it. it's actually it's it's keying off pre-existing cellular structures of. Yeah. But fact, still, I'll break down how the whole thing works if you want to know. But um, I, I just, I'm just curious how it tastes. I'm not afraid to to try it. I don't think it's. Uh, I'm you know, more a rock sucker. I don't, I don't think it's gonna 
cause real problems. Uh, the Agriculture Department gave the green light to Upside Foods and Good Meat firms that had been racing to be the first in the U.S. to sell meat that doesn't come from slaughtered animals. Uh, what's now being referred to as cell-cultivated or cultured meat as it emerges from the laboratory and arrives on dinner plates. The move launches a new era of meat More production. More cell-cultivated meat, Mommy. Aimed at eliminating harm to animals, which you can identify and, with. No, that's a great thing. That's why I like the Beyond and the Impossible stuff as well. And drastically reducing uh, the environmental impacts of grazing, growing feed for animals, and animal waste as well. So here's how they... Um, uh, they do this. Okay, cultivated meat begins with cells. The devil. Upside experts, that's the name of the company, uh, take cells from live animals, choosing those most likely to taste good and to reproduce quickly and consistently forming high-quality meat. Good meat products are created from a master cell bank formed from a commercially available chicken cell line. No, wait a second. Uh, yes. Chickens? Chickens. All right. And, and are chicken, they harming and the chickens? Chickens will live because there we of go. this. Yes. So once the cell lines are selected, Ronaldo. they're combined. Chester. Uh, they are combined with a broth-like mixture. Enrique. Tabitha. Fred Mertz. Uh, <laughs> uh, so they are combined with a broth-like mixture that includes the amino acids, fatty acids, sugar, salts, vitamins, and other elements cells need to grow inside the tanks called cultivators. The cells grow, prolifer- uh, proliferating quickly. Um, and at Upside, the company, uh, muscle and connective tissue cells grow together, forming large sheets. After about three weeks, the sheets of poultry cells are removed from the tanks and formed into cutlets, sausages, and other foods. Uh, cells grow into large masses, which are shaped into a range of meat products. Has Upside suggested what the downsides of these particular meats could be? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. I haven't seen any be, downsides. I mean, I'm curious. Uh, uh, the FDA approved it, uh, so it's gone through testing. Um, but, um, the companies are, are, are quick to note the products are meat, not substitutes like Impossible Burgers. Right. Or Beyond Meat, which are made from plant proteins. By or the way, so the, on. there are issues with uh, the Impossible stuff as well. I mean, you know, it can be gastrically, uh, uh difficult for, for people sure. to process. Yeah. Uh, U.S. grocery that's stores. Why that's why you gotta stick with the rocks. Uh, won't be seeing this anytime soon. Cultivated chicken is much more expensive than meat for the whole, for whole. Really? Whole, and, uh, farmed birds. And uh, they cannot yet be produced on the scale of traditional meat. The companies plan to serve the new food in first in, like, exclusive restaurants. Um, oh, so it'll be kind of a thing. Yeah, there's only right. a handful of places that's going to have it at well, first. What, what, all right, if, can they guesstimate what a, what a steak made or, like, a, you know... I haven't seen... What are we, what, yeah, I'd like to see what the pricing is right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Not sure. So you guys remember my friend Chris. He built the original PrestonSteve.com, and uh, he, uh, he was investing in this. This was one of his projects. He's an entrepreneur kind right, of guy. Right. And so I texted him and said, whatever happened to that thing where you were working on a cell-cultivated meat project? And uh, he says... Um, he, he was trying to get invested in it, but he said, uh, I assume you saw the FDA approval. I'm, I'm still convinced this is going to be a huge industry, and I've got a, a, a lot more ideas. And he says... He, he tasted a sample of the beef that it tastes, you can't tell the difference. Okay. So Nick, for him, it was a good beef uh, substitute, I guess. Have I, you suggested to your other friend that he make velour jumpsuits out of meat? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh-huh. See, now we're combining ideas. <laughs> there you go. See, what I'm hoping is that they can make really, really 
Yummy. That would be Meat. sensational. That's yeah. the thing. Wait, they don't have, make, have any animal cruelty. Yeah, if they can make, like, you know, veal or something yeah. like that without having to cage uh, the, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the cows, the baby cows and all that stuff, I mean, that'd the, be great. The methane and the grazing and all of that stuff, yeah. like, it, it takes, it, it, there's an impact of it. But it's got to taste good. Yeah. That's all there is to it. That's it. All right, we're going to see if somebody knows the answer to what movie this clip is from. It's a food clip from a movie. Here we go. I am receiving a message from the other side. <laughs> I'm trapped. Where are they taking me? She's talking to the lobster. The Waddington. <laughs> he mentions lobster. That's why I brought yeah. it up. And it's a dinner scene. So we'll go to Missy. Hi, Missy. Hi. Is it dinner for smucks? It is. That is correct. Octavia Spencer is the one delivering that line. Hang on the line because here's what we have for you. Uh, we have a pair of tickets. It's MMR Rocks, Queens of the Stone Age. That's going to be on Tuesday, August 8th at the Man Center. Tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. All right. Uh, new connoisseur story order is up. We will move on to pregnant women. Uh-huh. They're edible? No, oh. they are not. But 89% of pregnant women experience food cravings. Now, this has always yes. been a bit Pickles of Pickles and ice cream. Yeah. The and classic stereotype. So, in a survey of 2,000 women who have recently given birth, 89, 89% experience at least one food craving. 47% wanted a seasonal food that was out of season at the time, like pumpkin pie. Right. And 42% wanted an unusual combination of food. So some of the strangest craving right. combos. Things include, that just don't seem to match. Include uh, pickles and cheese. Right. It's not that crazy. It's not that bad. Uh, pickles and ice cream, yes. Sardines and ketchup. That's a little gnarly. I think that might work. Uh, and peanut butter and marshmallow sandwiches with five bread layers. <laughs> so um, Five bread layers? Let wow. me ask you. So sometimes they talk about sympathy, like the, the husband getting sympathy. Yeah. Pregnant. Did you? Did you ever develop sympathy cravings? No. Rochelle's craving, though, with with Parker, for sure, uh, was bratwurst. Bratwurst? Wow. Like she, like, she wanted it every day, all the time. And one time, I ate the last one, and I still have a scar on my balls from that. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Dude, she was so mad at me. Where's my bratwurst? But she also had... <laughs> she, she also had an aversion... To chicken? To chicken. I remember you said yes. um, she she didn't. It was the texture, it vomited, right? It was the texture yeah. of her uh, of chicken that uh, grossed her out. That's why it's interesting how you're like example uh, for example why in nature why would nature adjust your reaction that way while you're pregnant? Yeah. Um, my my ex wife made a turducken when she was pregnant with Ben. <laughs> And it gave her an aversion to all three of those meats. Wow. She didn't have turkey, chicken, or <laughs> not duck. Not to bad, man. And it was it was her making it, and I, I think Preston, it was like the texture of it while um, you know while she was putting it all together. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's not all weird cravings. Eighty nine percent of moms changed their health habits to support their pregnancies. Prenatal vitamins and healthier food choices were two common adjustments. So for the expecting mother, is turkey duck on the way to go? I think it is. I think that's going to satisfy every woman uh, who is pregnant. Um, All right, let's do another food clip from the connoisseur. Uh, Casey, I like this one. Okay. All good? Okay, let's see if you can tell what movie this food clip is from. Here we go. I mean, it's crazy. We finish each other's sandwiches. That's what I was going to say. All right, 215-263-WMMR. What movie is that from? Um, 
All right, so we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to get real. We're going to get real. We're going to talk about Jello shots. Uh, Louisiana, not, not my topic. Louisiana State University fans broke a record in an unusual college World Series tradition by ordering and downing more than twenty-one thousand Jello shots oh from an Omaha pizzeria. We should have sent Sammy Vile. Yes, he is our expert. Uh, Kevin Cooljat, owner of Rocco's Pizza and Cantina in Omaha, said that he started making Jello shots in school colors uh, during the 2016 College World Series, and the Jello shot challenge has since become an annual tradition for fans to show support for their favorite schools. Are you a fan of Jello shots? Were you ever a fan no, of Jello shots? I've it's, never liked Jello shots. That seems more a collegey kind of thing, right? Yeah, and even when they were a thing, even yeah. when when uh, uh, my age that it was, you know, yeah, let's do Jello shots. I never really, I didn't like them. So I'm that, not a fan of Jello. When you see people, they used to see them walking around with like the uh, the lab vials and things like that, or oh yeah, the, the shooters, the shooters, yeah, right. So those, those are Jello. Sh- are they Jello uh, shots? Oh or no, no, no. 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 Okay. Those are those are just uh, I I used to get those every yeah, now and yeah. then until somebody told me they go dude you know there's hardly any booze in that yes. and you're yeah, paying yeah, like ten dollars yeah, yeah. for one of those yeah. so I stopped doing that you'd have girls that would have like the bandoliers yeah, on yeah, them yeah, all yeah. loaded with them mm-hmm. uh, and they were usually hot so yeah of course you're gonna buy them but uh, no Jello shots are actual Jello, Jello. okay and you sort of like. Yeah, right. you, you suck it down, yeah, yeah. but I've like, never, like a rock. I've never, yes, like a chili, dog. like a rock sucker. So I, I just thought they tasted crappy. But see, I loved Jello. Like, I mean, okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really eat it now, but that was. It's just like an easier but way. For Jello. But it's like an easier way to to take a shot, as okay. And especially if you're like you said, some of the ones that you know you'd get at other places. But if you made it yourself, like you knew there was alcohol in it. Uh, by the way, with these Jello shots, University of Mississippi set a record for the challenge in 2022 with Ole Miss supporters ordering uh, 18,777 Jello shots during the 10-day tournament. Ten that days. Many, that many. Well, so what, what how, how is it, like, for example, so you say there's not a lot of alcohol in it, so you're not going to get ham. Oh, no, Jello, Jello shots shot? have a lot there of There are. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, I yeah. misunderstood. Yeah. All right. Now, no, the, the shooters the, the shooters, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you can, you can definitely get a big old buzz on, yes. on Jello shots yeah, for it's sure. A, it's a cheap fun way for especially for college students to I, get drunk i assume a like a, a mocktail yeah yeah uh is or yeah. A, that would be just jello do they have just regular jello i would think oh, so yeah. jello shots with no boost yeah yeah yep. um like by the jello. way this is a college world series it's turned into a big party over the last few years and uh um, believe it or not omaha has uh, embraced it and a lot of college kids from around the country come to it Mm. What, what is it exactly? The College World Series? The, just this shallow shot thing? No, yeah. no, no. The ten day tournament. Like, I, yeah, it, I don't even know, dude. So, um, it's it's a long tournament with uh, a bunch of teams from around the country, and there's like single elim- elimination, okay. and double elimination. So it takes a while, and because it takes a while, it's now uh, turned into a party scene there. Oh well, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, because college baseball is not really. It, it didn't used to be. Yeah. It wasn't really like a, a watched sport, and I think maybe because of jello shots. The attachment. Yeah. Sometimes I'd say, listen, I used to howl laughing when they did talk about the the bike race, and they'd say, wow, this, you know, down to Maniac, yeah. up the wall. Perfect they, analogy. They, the booze is destroying. I said, no, no, no. You misunderstand. This is a booze event that has a bike race attached <laughs> yeah, to it. Man. All right, we'll see if we can get a winner. Find out what movie this clip is from. It's a pretty damn easy one, but let's see if you know. Here we go. I mean, it's crazy. We finish each other's sandwiches. That's what I was going to say. All right, let's see if Bryce knows. Bryce? Hey, good morning, It. Good morning to see you, sir. All right, Bryce, (laughs) what movie is that clip from? 
Is it frozen? It is yeah. frozen. Yeah. Hang on, Bryce. You just got something. And by the way, one of my favorite memes I've seen is it's in a yearbook where they, they have their, their senior quotes. Yeah. And the one girl's senior quote says... Uh, you know, uh, Sally next to me thinks that we're uh, going to do a, uh, she thinks we're going to do like the same quote. And and then Sally's quote is just sandwiches. So <laughs> she thinks <laughs> the first quote is going to be, it's crazy we finished each, each other's. other's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she set her up. That's great. Uh, all right, sandwiches. So, anyway, Bryce, you just won yourself a case of Victory Summer Love. Taste victory with your favorite summer crusher. Victory uh, Brewing Summer Love. Lemony hops, crisp and refreshing, and ready for your cooler. All right, yeah, Chris, and there it is here up it on is the screen. Uh, okay, it says, "LOL." Lily thinks that we're doing our senior quotes together, and, and her quote is dot 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 <laughs> sandwiches. sandwiches. <laughs> it looks like they're twins. Oh that's, yeah, they're, yeah, they have yeah. the same last name. Yeah. Oh, they're twins. That's okay, great. That's, I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, Casey's our guest in the Acme yes. Lounge yet. All right, yes. can we do one more quickie? One more quickie, quickie. Oh, you know what? Let me play a clip. Okay. I'm sorry, this will be the last movie clip. Uh, uh, pick one, one you whatever want. you want. Okay. In fact, I don't even want to know. Okay. Oh, even right. I know in the dark. Uh, I think we're gonna go with. This one. What movie is this from? Tina, you fat lard, come get some dinner. <laughs> Tina, eat. Eat the food. <laughs> All right. 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> it's a food clip. What movie is it from? All right. One final story. Um, and I'm trying to make it a short one. Yes. Uh, how about... You have a tater tot story? They're small. I don't, but I do have a Chick-fil-A story. All right. Uh, participate in the Code Moo from now until August 1st for a chance to win a year of free Chick-fil-A and two tickets to the 2024 College Football Playoff National Championship. Uh, new challenges, uh, refresh each Wednesday, and Code Moo Gamers will help uh, Chick-fil-A cows defeat Circus Burgers cows. What the hell's going on yeah, here? I didn't, I didn't oh, they drop read this acid. ahead of time. <laughs> Is there a seahorse party involved with this? I'll give you a different one. Code okay. Moo. Yeah, yeah. Code Moo. forever. Forever. <laughs> All right, this will be the last one. Uh, to celebrate its 96th birthday, 7-Eleven is giving away free small Slurpees on July 11th. Okay, so what free. Happened, what happened to their... Um, fill your own cup? Yeah, that went away where you, people would bring in like a child waiting pool and fill it up at Slurpee. Uh, Marissa's checking. She seems to... Her facial expression seems to express that, uh, that they still do it. Okay. Uh, but, you remember uh, there was the, that you brought in whatever receptacle you wanted. Yep. And fill it up with a Slurpee. Yep. So if you're a uh, rewards uh, member, you can snag a second free smoothie, it oh. says. Uh, July between July first and July. 10th. So you cut right to the second. You don't purchase the first. Members can also receive one dollar off certain foods beginning July first. A so. small is plenty of of a Slurpee. Yeah. Okay. It's like a small frosty. You don't need more than that. There are times like when they first came out. I remember having. I mean, you're <laughs> it seems drinking like I like the uh, the Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah. It, it's almost like you're drinking an entire liter of soda. Yeah. It's so. It's so much. And you'll see people walking around with those things like, how are you not dead? In the late 80s, the uh, the big gulp and the super big gulp hit. Oh. And it was, and, and I was a teenager, yeah. and that's what we would do. We're like, oh, my God, you can get all of this? Yes. And we got those super big gulps. I wonder how many ounces they were. I don't remember. It's gigantic. gigantic. Yeah. Steve, so? you have to do the cola, but you put cherry on top, so it's cherry cola. Oh, okay. But 7-Eleven, uh, the fill your own cup used to be on 7-Eleven day. 
July 11th. 11th yeah. um, oh. But I think they stopped it for a while. But now, this year, it came back, but it was on April 28th. All right. So or April the, the, 29th. Well, the free Slurpee thing is happening on July 11th. Oh, okay. So that's 7-11. They moved it around. Oh, yeah, it's 7-11. You, you get the free mini little Slurpee, yes. But then yeah. the fill your cup thing came back in April. Okay. All right. All right. Um, all right, let's see if we can get an answer. We're looking for a winner, and we need to know what movie this clip is from. You know, you fat lard, come get some dinner. <laughs> Tina, eat. Eat the food. Eat the food. All right, let's, let's see if we can get a winner. Hi, uh, Paul, morning. Good morning, Amuna Paya. Ah. Oh, that's what Nick said. Nanapuya. Yeah. that's it. All right. yeah. Paul, uh, do me a favor. What movie is that from? You know this. Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. All right. Hang on. And we got something for you, buddy. It's our final case of Victory Summer Love. Taste Victory with your favorite summer crusher. Victory Brewing Summer Love. Lemony hops, crisp and refreshing and ready for your cooler. All right. And that's it. Connoisseur. Order's done. Restaurants closed. Thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. We do need to take a break because, yes, we have uh, Jamie Lisso, who is in our uh, Acme Green Room as we speak. We're going to get him in here because he's going to be the Helium Comedy Club. So stay with us. We will be back in just a moment. Throughout all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying, open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Winning Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled. Buy real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest is settling in all weekend long in Philadelphia at Helium Comedy Club, and we are welcoming Jamie Lisso to the show this morning. Thanks, you guys. I was just listening to that report that traffic, weather. I live in Fairbanks, Alaska. Oh, yes, I was and, telling um, them, yeah. I was just on a radio station. You said, like, all these things, like, yeah. these rogue... And, and on the radio station, they go, hey, before we get to the guest, we're gonna go, like, to do this other... And I swear the guy goes, like, hey, Rick, you left your bicycle <laughs> at the station. <laughs> and then they go, hey, welcome, Jamie. Like, you're, I'm, like, cutting down to a lane. Like, there's nothing oh going it's, it's the antithesis. So Preston worked at small, yeah. a small market. Oh, yeah? And, yeah. and so, you know, you get... Tell them some of the stuff, obituaries. Oh, yeah, I did, yeah. I did yeah. this, dude, the school lunches. 
I did. Oh, my God. Fishing <laughs> reports. Yeah. All that stuff. Ag reports. Hey, agriculture reports. Uh, you know, it was it was crazy. But I, but I love the fact that I did it. It was kind of fun mm-hmm. to do it. We did, like, a swap shop thing. You remember the swap yes. shop shows? Yes, absolutely. It was a blast. Literally, Hazel would call up yeah. and say, all right, I got these... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I got these, uh, I'd like some people call I got them. a singer sewing machine. Yeah, or leftover coaxial cables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was... we, they would do that in Alaska, I swear. Yeah. I was on, not even doing a bit. Yeah. I was on this thing, and the guy's like, hey, where are you performing? I go, oh, I'm performing at that one place you can perform here. <laughs> and, uh, and then he goes, we're going to do the country station. It's in the same building. And then we yeah. walk over, and he's like, so we're here with Amy from, it's he's the, the same, same guy. guy. It's a guy oh. doing like a country thing. Shut up. And then the only guy in the whole station. Wow. Like it's hilarious. You sign in with him, you know, you he's trading things to himself on the swap. <laughs> <laughs> you got to create that that illusion. Yeah. Fairbanks is an interesting. So I love uh, one of the greatest vacations I ever had was in Alaska. I took the cruise and I was mm-hmm. ever saying that's the you got to be 70 and above to go do that cruise. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I mean, it's some of the most majestic, beautiful country I've ever seen. But I was um, uh, reading an interview or I forget in some of the research and, and you I mean, that's a good distance away from a lot of where you're working. Yeah. But yeah. you, you kind of are, are taking sort of the, uh, um, you like the isolation. It's sort of like a stoicism thing where you're, you're right, you're, you're removing yourself from, it's sort of a challenge that you overcome, correct? Yeah, I believe it's called rationalization, okay. where you pretend it's okay. <laughs> yeah. um, you've, you've convinced but, yourself. Yes, my ex-wife yeah. kind of like moved me there, but I have found a way to, to, to I think, embrace it. Almost, yeah, almost like a Marcus Aurelius theme. Okay, you know, the opposite for the gladiator, yeah, yeah. The impediment to it is, is the way. I used to do cruise ships. I used to work on Alaskan cruise ships. Did you? And P-comedians are like, oh, it's so hard. They're like 70. And I go, yeah, but you can be... The beautiful thing is, you, like, you can be like as offensive as you want. Like they can't walk out if they want to. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. They have to stay there. They can't physically. There's no option. Physically leave. But, <laughs> so you you were out there because you were you you followed your then wife. Yeah. And and uh, and so you got divorced. Yeah. Uh, like and, 20 minutes after the plane landed, we uh, got no. divorced. <laughs> it didn't last long. But I'm a big like I really do embrace. I do this Gutfeld show, and yeah. I would say. When people recognize me, they go, it's the guy from Alaska who's divorced. And there's a value to that. Right. You do a segment that is is, is divorce-based. So, but I mean, to be there, a lot of people go, I'm not, that was my only reason for being here. The fact that you stayed with your, your, and your kids, is is she still in the same town? Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, what? In a town? All right. Yeah. We just, the other day, I traded her a bucket for a wheelbarrow. (laughs) On Swapping Shop? On the Swap Shop. Yeah. um, (laughs) Is that a good wheelbarrow? Same town. The guy, it's such a small town, like the guy that... There was some stuff that happened, and there was a guy, right? So yeah. there was like a marriage, and then there was like a. He's uh, my. He, he was like my daughter's soccer coach. Like, there's no way to escape this like yeah. small town, but all is good. Like, we get along really well. She, like, good. my ex and I, she's remarried. She texted me right before the show. It says, uh, "Screw you." It's um, <laughs> we, you know, so you, you gotta communicate. Get yeah, we, do, we communicate just like we always did. <laughs> so it, it could have gone nine thousand different ways wrong, but I mean, yeah. you know, you'd figure after you just want to put it aside. So. And then if you're working in New York, that is a, I mean, you're in New York fairly regularly, right? Two, two to three times a month I do, like Alaska to how, New York. How are your flying chops? Are you good? I see yeah. you've developed expert level. Yeah, on Alaska Airlines, I'm like a golden moose or something, <laughs> whatever they call it. I'm like way up there. That's the, that's the yeah. lead package? But it's a great place for kids, honestly. Like, it's weird how your priorities change as you get older. I want earlier shows 
when I do stand up. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I want a good place for my kids, and all the places I want to be are not ideal for kids. I don't think like yeah. New York City. I see kids on the subway going to school. Oh, Fairbanks, Alaska, you got like small schools. I always know where they are. My ex-wife's, uh, my whole ex-family, ex-in-laws, they own all the bars. So they like, they. I literally, I used to drink a lot. I don't drink anymore. Right. If I got drunk, they would all, they'd know about it. Right. Because there's yeah. like surveillance. Like there's right. only seven bars. And so it's a good place to raise kids. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you mentioned uh, airplanes. Uh, there are a lot of private pilots in, in uh, Alaska, correct? There are a yeah. lot of private Is pilots. Is that anything you ever thought about uh, taking on? I swear I just had a conversation about okay, this really? the other day because we were talking about how we wanted to die. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, okay. A dude just did. A dude just, an Alaskan yeah. pilot who yeah. was uh, one of the mo- very revered, not in Fairbanks, I think it was in Anchorage, but oh, he, no. um, yeah, and he was the guy who was like, oh, well, fly with this guy. He's the safe one. And uh, he crashed. So really, yeah, yeah, just yeah. happened. <laughs> but I swear to, I just met this dude at some club who picked me up in an airplane, and he was like, "It doesn't take that much time to learn, and you could fly." Because my kids do soccer tournaments, and I was like, "What if I flew to that or whatever?" Yeah. Sometimes I get excited, like, "Oh, I want to fly a, a plane," and then sometimes I think, like, I think I just want to ride in one or have a friend who has <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You know, like, yeah. that's what I want. <laughs> yep. But it does seem intriguing. It does. Do you get as you get older? I feel like I want a hobby, and I don't have a hobby. You don't have a hobby? I don't think I have a hobby. But I've got a couple of hobbies. What do you so got for hobbies? I, I, golf and uh, playing drums. So I, I've got a couple things that I can go to that are my escape. Here's what I'm going to spend time doing. Yeah. You, you're in the outdoor, one of the outdoor capitals of the world. So uh, hiking, bear hunting. I do. Private pilot. <laughs> I feel like there was a big range there. You go from hiking to kill. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any of the... I'm not like... A, like a, I'm not the man's. There's right. a lot of men in Alaska. I'm not like a man's man. Right. I'm not even really a woman's man. <laughs> I make what's, jewelry. You, maybe you could get into okay. that. I could, yeah. Well, what's your what's your hesitation? To, to finding is it okay? I got to pick this hobby now. I got to learn how to do it. I mean, is it taking the time to, to beginning from from the very you know from scratch to starting it? I think it's the. I have trouble finding fun in. I feel like my whole life is like comedy, kids. And then somebody goes like, "Oh, you should try learning the guitar." And I go, "I can't." Like, you I don't have like the I, time. It's or, a time Or maybe issue. the interest. Okay. To 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 captivate the time or to like make me want to spend. Find something you to, you're a savant at, and then you get immediately good at, and then you're like, you know, you, you may be, you may not be aware you're a, a concert level pianist. Yeah. I see. I see what you're saying. So yeah. like, then you're you, you start don't have to learn it. Advanced. Yeah. Yeah. You could be a pickleball champion for all we know. There's yeah. pickleballs yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it just was everywhere in one day. Yeah. It was. But yeah. just try. But just try something. Like try pickleball. Okay. Try what you know and. You like you should know, you'll know right away if it, if you enjoy it, and then if you do, it'll become your hobby without you trying to find a hobby. It's true, she speaks uh, wisdom here. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you're right. I feel like the whole even talking about it, the trying to find a hobby, yeah, feels like I've already failed. Yeah, you don't try. Just like you, just go out and try a few things. Don't try to right. find your hobby and know that that's what it's going to be. Yeah. By the way, a fellow Alaskan texting and saying, "Listening from Juno right now, heading to Fairbanks tomorrow for the Midnight Sun Festival." Yeah. Are you familiar with that? I don't know. Very familiar with the Midnight Sun Festival. So they really like, this is when the sun, it's like 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. The sun's out in the summer. It's, summer's in a lot, because like we have the winter. I, where I live in Fairbanks is the 24 hours of darkness. <laughs> That's where it's literally that you read about. The movie stuff. Insomnia, right? That was the uh, yeah. Robin, yeah, Williams, Robin yeah. Williams. It's uh, it's a good depiction of it because it drives people stark raving mad who are not used to it. It doesn't. It gets to, like I call my friends and go, dude, I'm kind of depressed and they go, you know, isn't Alaska beautiful? I go, I don't know. It's dark. I can't <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, 
I want to kill myself. I can't even find a rope. Like, that's how dark it is. You can't even find It's dark. But Midnight Sun is, um, I've done the Midnight Sun run with my kids. It's like a midnight 5K. Wow. By the way, you know the worst thing about, I didn't realize about, when I used to drink, when you come out of a bar... Say you're talking to a girl or something, you're single, and you walk outside and there's like this cloak of darkness. Yes. Yeah. You you need the darkness. It's part of it. So like, it, it facilitates drinking more. Drinking right. more and like say you meet someone and it's like a one night stand. You go out in the light and you're yeah. both just like, yeah, we're, we're about, this is a terrible idea. Yes, like, exactly. This is what you look like. Yeah, and you just go your separate ways. I think right. you need the darkness. To well, make the the closest I've experienced that was uh, we uh, vacationed in Sweden in the summertime and uh, it stayed light out till about 11 or so dusk. It, it never got completely dark. And we were at a bar and we were sitting outside and the waiter comes along. He's like, we're closing. We have to leave. What do you mean closing? <laughs> he's like, it's midnight. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I had no idea. It's a very strange mm-hmm. sensation. It's weird. It's yeah. weird, yeah. yeah. Jamie, I've never been to Alaska. I, I, one of my goals in life is to make it to all the national parks. I think there's eight or nine in, mm-hmm. in Alaska. Um, what is travel like within the state? Like, if you're going to go from Fairbanks to Anchorage or whatever, does it take a day and a half? Because everything's so vast there. Yeah, so if you were to go to the biggest national park, it would be Denali National Park. You yeah. have to fly into Anchorage and take a train North, so it goes like Anchorage at the bottom by the ocean. Denali's in between where I live in Fairbanks, up in the middle of the state. Wow. So you would have to train it. But 45-minute flight. Okay. Or uh, like a six- to eight-hour drive. Can you drive many places in Alaska, or do you often have to take flights? You often, like Juno. I don't think you can drive to. And then there's also in the winter, there's places you can't drive to that you, you can drive to yeah. in the summer. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But so, beautiful drives. It, it's, it's gorgeous. I mean, it's. It, the, I, I, I was. Um, I described it as you're going to see a lot of from the balcony of the cruise ship. So you're looking at, it, you're seeing this stuff. You're saying, God, that's amazingly beautiful. But you know, were you where you're looking? For about a half hour, you'd be dead because of the, you know, the exposure. I mean, you, yeah. you know, it, it looks magnificent, but it's it's just there's no place like it in in the world that has that same just all that going on. It is it is. What's the issue like? Obviously, it's a city still. You are you know, you've got, uh, uh, you know, it's it's not like you're living in a hut, but. Uh, what is what is it like with with bear migration and things like that? And uh, you do see you 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 hit a lot of good things there. Like it is a it is a state actively trying to kill its residents, right? <laughs> like it's a place right. where you're surviving, and you have. When I was driving, like the drives are so beautiful. I remember seeing a moose and a baby moose, and like not even waking my friend up because we we're sick of them. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many beautiful, like you wouldn't even go like oh, we had seen so many right baby moose. You, don't you even, get jaded. Yeah, you don't you don't even wake them up, and it's uh, yeah, it's 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 a crazy uh, it's a crazy situation. And you, I like I live in, I would say like a pretty normal neighborhood. It's we have there's Starbucks and yeah. there's you know we don't. I remember when they opened uh, in Fairbanks, we don't have a Target. Ah, uh, but like when they opened the Super Walmart, people f- people freaked out. Like they they camped outside. I swear it was in the I news, it. right? Yeah, when Super Walmart was open, and I, you want to go, you want to go up to the people in line and go, you know, it's also going to be open tomorrow in forever. <laughs> yeah, like there's nothing happening <laughs> right tomorrow. But you can understand, I guess, right? Yeah, you know what's funny too? There in Fairbanks, you can't lose your temper because a lot of things are mom and pop owned, and there's only one yeah. of them. I remember I went bowling once. And the lady was kind of rude to me, and I said, I remember I was with my, I was married at the time, and I remember going, like, I was about to do that thing where I was going to go, like, hey, I'm here to, and my, I remember my ex-wife pulls me aside, and she goes, you can't be rude to, like, the, the bowling, Linda from the bowling alley. <laughs> and I was like, why not? And she's like, well, do the kids won't. 
get ever. to bowl. <laughs> yeah. This is it. You'll have to fly to it's Anchorage true. to bowl. Yeah, that's true. Uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, Jamie Lisso is here and is going to be at uh, Helium Comedy Club through the weekend. I had asked, we, we have so many people that come by as guests on this show, and I had asked, if because uh, I didn't remember you being here before, but apparently we've, uh, you were here 15 years ago. We were trying two, to figure it in out. In 2008. What? And so we keep, uh, we have our, our interns keep a, a log of who's here and the things we talked about. Would you like to hear about what we talked yeah, about in 2008? Let's hear what, you, what was going on in your <laughs> life right. today. Yeah. I'm going to guess like being single, working out. That's okay. <laughs> so it says here, uh, and these are just little, little. Uh, this is mind blowing. This is right. from a. This is from a listener. It's no, a, no, no. We from, keep a lot. Oh, you guys. Our yeah. interns. Okay. All right. It says Jamie Lisso in studio. Where's digital photography going? Comedians hate <laughs> following those who have props. Jamie participates in some acting at New York. At New York. At New York. Uh, the comedian's dream. Little too late on the Gilligan's Island joke. <laughs> Uh, seeing people go to the bathroom on Star Trek. I think you mentioned that. Yes, yeah. Uh, Jamie's expecting a baby. Wow. Uh, Jamie's daughter won't be a whore. (laughs) That's the only one that rings a bell. Jamie's Jamie's father-in-law owns a comedy club in Alaska. Is that true? That used to be true. Okay. Ah. Uh, And then it says Space Snake. What? Does that sound familiar? And no wonder it, you guys haven't had me back since 2008. It's, the wor- it's like the worst damn material. What? Is, I don't know what any of that stuff is. And then it says Comedy Central special. So well, you know, those, these are, those are like, the things we talked about. I think 2008 was my special. I think my Comedy okay. Central special Are you going to do a bunch of uh, Space Snake stuff this weekend? Is there- <laughs> yeah. All Space Snake. All right, so... Your daughter's not a whore, though. Is that true? She's, I mean, she doesn't, like, really confide in me that stuff, <laughs> but she's only 11. Oh, I could. Oh, yeah. my God. All so right. She's so we, she's, she's a good girl. She's I'm a good sure. girl. Yeah, yeah. Besides, that, freak, that was the only one. I, for real. That was the only one on the list where I was like, I think I remember that bit. I swear to God, we will okay. do a sh- we do almost like a five-hour show, and by, by the end of it, we have to ask a question about something oh, that happened during the show. We don't know. We have no idea. It's just, you just don't, it's not something that we retain. Uh, I wanted to ask you about your your (laughs) stand-up career. You, um, so you were going to go to law school, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then got into comedy. And then um, everything really took a sort of a a titanic shift when you met Rob Schneider. That's right. Right. And so. Yeah, that's the perfect boat to reference. Yeah. So, so that, so, and, and he immediately took to you and asked you to write for him right out of the gate, right? Yeah, well, what's I was on radio, and as you guys know, not here, but at some places where it's more of a more of a corporate type of thing. Yeah, on radio, you don't you don't even have a planned exit. Right, right. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so I remember I was in like a terrible situation where I felt like I was. I don't. I just felt like they were kind of trying to like take it. They knew I had bought a house. And I felt like this is Rochester. It was yeah. the Brother Wee's show. It which was is a legendary show. Yeah, and I wasn't great on the radio anyway. I'll be honest. I wasn't like the best employee. I, just let me get that out of the way that I felt like I was blaming them for a minute. But like, right. like I was a. T- I would like to talk on the air, but I could never do. You know how they want you to do other stuff. Right. You end right, up yeah. doing like. Every, I remember them going like, "We want you to produce stuff," and I was like, "I don't know how about it." And they go, "We want you to get like little clips of like comedians." They go after the show, and I'm like, "I thought I was done. I do the jokes. Right. Like, we want you to collect like some stand up clips. We want you to get like wave files. They want you to take the wave files, load them up into the machine that we can play those in and out of right. And like, I don't know a lot about technology, so instead of using wave format, I just didn't do it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I didn't do anything they so asked. That was me. the format you went with. Yeah, I went with the format where we finished the show and then I drive home as fast as I can. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to be in the 
the car as the light from the on-air light dimmed. <laughs> I want to be driving away. So I wasn't a great employee, but I remember it was a weird negotiation thing, and I remember right. they were playing a little bit of hardball, and I felt a little uncomfortable. And I remember I had just met Rob Schneider doing a benefit, and he like liked my set. I'm, I was on the radio, and Rob called in as a guest, and I fanned out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I love you. Like, I sound like an idiot. And he goes, come to a set tonight at my show. And I'm like, what? So I go to this set, and Rob's just like, this is all impromptu, last-minute thing. And they go, do you mind if before you go up, there's this improv group from the, from the college that's going to, like, do, like, a sketch thing? I go, I'm not even on the show. I just got on the show <laughs> right. a couple hours ago. They can do whatever they want. And this improv group went up. And, look, um... If they, I don't know if you guys have ever done stand up, but I, I if, have, yeah. If if there is stand up comedy in heaven, you get to follow an improv group that hasn't been together very long. <laughs> <laughs> like anyone would have had the set of their life. People were just like planned material. Yeah. Oh no, I think he wrote this ahead of time. Uh, like, and it was just like the best set of my life. And anyone would have done that. But I think I don't know. Maybe my jokes were okay too. But I remember Rob just going like, "Wow!" And he, I started writing from the next day. That's great. And then, yeah, just, and I remember that, fast forward to, I wrote him a couple of jokes for this, like, Quentin Tarantino roast, and... Oh, you wrote on that? Yeah, and Howard Stern. Yeah. That, as, ends up, like, saying, Rob's best joke was, and it was my joke that oh, I wow. It was just, like, this beautiful, I think the joke was, like, I don't remember, it was, like, uh... If they said something. Remember that movie, like Grindhouse? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a. Uh, it was the. Uh, it was. It was. It was. It was. Uh, yeah, Grind. It was um, two movies in two one. Two movies in one. It was Planet Terror, and it was um, Kurt Russell as a crazy uh, stuntman who kills people in his car. That's right. right. I, that's right. I remember the joke was. Rob said, back when Blockbuster Video was still around, I'm surprised that wasn't on the list, was Space Snake. <laughs> um, and he goes, I was at Blockbuster Video and up on the shelf, there was, you know, it was Quentin, Roasted Quentin Tarantino. They go, I saw that movie, you know, Grindhouse that you did. And next to it, there was a sign that said, if you like this, you'll also like, and there was an arrow pointing to a bowl of S. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he, like, referenced my joke, and Rob was like, I need that guy to write for me. <laughs> That's great, man. And then fast forward to the radio negotiation, I left that room feeling, like, super pressured, and, like, I had no gigs anymore. I'd been five years. I hadn't been booking. I was out of the comedy club. You know, I wasn't doing clubs. I was, I was like, I got to keep doing radio. And I called, like, my wife and Rob Schneider. And I said, these guys are playing hardball. Can I quit? And my wife goes, yeah, like, I support yeah, that. That's cool. And I called Schneider, and he goes, I'll hire you tomorrow. Oh, man. To, it doesn't write. usually happen like that. You, you, I mean, you, you go yeah. on a tightrope. I mean, it's, but it's it, the desperation breeds, you know, sometimes that advance that you need. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you talk about it just what turn what you believe will be your, your uh, a big detraction in your life can turn yeah. around and be a big asset. So That's you've been right. working... Uh, with you worked with him and, and you you still continue to work with him. I right? still do. Yeah. I remember he said I'll hire you tomorrow, and then I, he said something else, and only later did I find out he said as an unpaid intern. <laughs> but it was an opportunity. And yeah, we we still do stuff together. We did a movie like last year or during, or during the pandemic. We wrote a movie, and we just handed in. Uh, we wrote the Animal Two. We handed I that in two that. months. I remember ago. that movie. Yes. Yeah. So like, there's a sequel to the Animal coming out that starts filming in two months. What there was we- the Animal about? I got again. I forgot. It was uh, Rob Schneider uh, is a terrible policeman. And he ends up getting in a big car accident. There's a blur. He doesn't remember what happens. He's blacked out. And it turns out this doctor found him and gave him animal parts to heal him. But he is unbeknownst to him. Right, right. And now these animal parts, (laughs) he's able to use these animal instincts. Now he's an amazing policeman. Right. And it's a fun story. And then Animal 2 is, it's been 15 years. 
Now he's the, the a dog's <laughs> bladder only lasts for twelve years, <laughs> and so all these parts are expiring, and oh he sucks God. as a cop, and then. Polarity hopefully ensues. Okay, that's and, cool. And maybe he gets upgraded again and has another chance to be a good police. So you've, you've written on some shows. You've written uh, and you worked with, and it, it seems awesome. I'm a huge fan of John Cleese, uh, and uh, I just watched the Monty Python documentary on uh, on Netflix, which was excellent. Um, but you worked with him on Daddy Daughter Trip. Is that correct? Yes, and. Perfect relate. I think Cleese is going to be the doctor in The Animal 2. Really? Yeah. I don't know if there's like, I'm supposed to say stuff, but you know, <laughs> you no know. one's going to remember this. You no. forget a list from 19 years ago. <laughs> so what was that like? Yeah. Were you a fan, I assume, before? Gigantic fan. He was the first guy, like, you know, you have different tastes than your parents. I remember yeah. like, it was the first thing me and my dad both laughed at and looked at each other like, oh, like we both like the same thing. That's like a wild thing when you connect to your your, mm-hmm. your like your dad on a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. and then I'm totally going to just like, I don't know if this is like named or whatever this yeah. is, but I'm just going to say because it, it was amazing. So I went to dinner with John Cleese and Rob Schneider and was like having an out-of-body experience. Yeah. Like I felt like, I don't know what I was saying. I think I drank too much. <laughs> like I was just like so nervous. And then they go, you're going to be in you know, like daddy daughter trip. Cause I'd read it, wrote it, wrote yeah. it. And, uh, I said, I had read it. I'm a writer <laughs> for this thing and I can't, but they go, you should, Rob was like, you should give yourself a part in the movie, like figure out what part you want to play. And that night I gave myself a part opposite John Cleese so that I could work with him. Yeah. And I also made that part bigger that night. <laughs> I gave more lines. And then me and John Cleese, Completely and totally got along during oh. that scene. It, it could be so. You meet people. You you. We always say, be careful meeting yes. people you look up to. Yeah, but, that's but. why so many people want to meet me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, but he was like the. I've, I feel like I've been real lucky with Adam Sandler's an amazing guy. Rob yeah. Schneider's an amazing. Like I've never. I've had the total opposite. Where that's awesome. Freaking Cleese. And then I'm walking down the street like two days after we filmed. My phone rings, and it's like. Um, I, th- I never answer unknown numbers. It was like New York or L.A. and I answer it. And this girl's like, hey, I'm John Cleese's assistant. He wants to talk to you. And I'm like, John Cleese has my number? And I answered the phone and he called to say hi. Wow. And I was just like, John, I, and I remember hanging up being like, this is, like, it's all worth it, right? <laughs> and he, just, he was like, I just want to see how filming's going and what's yeah. coming out. And just the nicest Nice. That's awesome. Great. Jamie, that your story with, with Schneider really sounds like the Sandler movie Funny People. I mean, you know, Seth Rogen was just doing some stand-up of his character in the movie and yeah. then ended up being his writer, Sandler's character's writer. Like, have you ever spent time with Sandler? Do you know him at all? Yeah, like, I don't, like, he would know who I was if he came in here and he would, he would, uh. That's a step. We just saw, I just saw him, like, doing a tour. Like, I, I hung out with, I've always hung out with Schneider when I met him. But yeah, I probably have been at dinner with him, like, five times, you know, like, but like a big dinner yeah. with a bunch of people. And he's just, uh, he kind of remembers people, though. Like, he remembers your name and he remembered my friend's name and he's just like, it's it's he's a he's like everything he you want him to be in more years ago when I was starting stand up and, and there's a, a club in New York called Pips Comedy Club is kind of a legendary in, yeah in Sheepshead Bay and uh, and Adam Sandler was his star was rising at that point and I remember watching his set and thinking oh man this is god awful and <laughs> and then he then he found his his pace mm-hmm. and the man he just took off. And it was amazing to watch that, of a guy really find his niche, you know? Amazing. And then everyone says he's the nicest guy to work with and, and, uh, you know, loyal to his friends and all that. Rob Schneider putting him... You know, in in, in stuff, and uh, it's it's just... just, How long before you found your voice doing stand-up? 
I feel like it's pretty recent. I feel <laughs> I honestly feel like it's yeah. pretty recent. I feel like I watch like that half hour special I did back when I used to do the Star Wars going to the bathroom joke. <laughs> it's, and, uh, <laughs> it's almost hard to watch because it's so it's so just commentary and observation and now I'm so just totally honest at all moments on yeah. stage, you know, it just feels it just feels very different. It's cool. And I feel yeah, I feel like even on like Gutfeld and stuff, I feel like I can be on that show that almost gets two million viewers and feel like completely and totally comfortable and do like ad lib jokes and I think that's part of finding your voice is like you don't have to prepare as much because you're gonna it's like doing radio. It's like just being yourself. It's mm-hmm. true because we talk about but when we're on when we're on, we're, we're ourselves up about 10%. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, so uh, and so that's finding that, that thing you you don't have to, because a newer show will have to figure out, um, or people who are just on mic newly are trying to figure out, okay, is this is this me or, you know, mm-hmm. and you can almost see them slaloming, you know, around yeah. as they're looking for that, that place to be at. But it's cool when you finally get it. Yeah. And I still don't know. Like, I, f- I still don't know if it's, I feel like it's a constant I have to constantly remind myself to, like, kind of be yourself, like, be more yourself. And then sometimes I find myself, yeah, and you slip into, if the crowd, say someone's, like, talking in the crowd, I'm like, oh, I got to do this thing where I slip into a guy that talks a little bit louder and a little bit faster and do this joke. And I don't like it. Like, I don't like when I have to pull, like, a tool out. Yeah, yeah, I want to, like, just be myself. But they're there if you need them. Right, right. No, it makes sense. I have a quick little Sandler thing. So, Daddy Daughter Trip stars Rob Schneider and Jackie Sandler. (laughs) who is Adam Sandler's wife. She's yeah. the lead in that movie, and she's absolutely amazing. And you would know her from all of the Sandler movies. Like, you'd go like, oh, I remember her from... And I remember they we sent the script to Adam Sandler during the pandemic, and that's like a nerve-wracking thing where right. you're like, what's he going to think? And I remember he read it and was like, he thought it was like, okay, but it could be better. Right. And then Rob goes, Sandler kind of wants to like rewrite this. I go, yeah, have him... <laughs> Here's a match. Have him rewrite the movie. <laughs> right, yeah. And um, he, I don't even, it, w- it was not planned. I just remember being in, like, my office and, like, getting, like, a FaceTime call from Rob and being like, yeah, that's weird. He's never FaceTimed me. And just suddenly rewriting the movie on FaceTime with Sandler. You, so you had a writing session with Sandler in real time. Mm-hmm. That's pretty more, amazing. I think it might have been three. Wow. And it was unbelievable. Cause I, and I guess the whole point of even telling that story is to, Name drop, and also, <laughs> he's a laser. Like, not only is he a nice guy, yeah, he he really is a, a genius. And I don't care what anyone. I, I think he is a comedy. You can't tell me you don't feel great at the end of a Sandler movie. And Listen, you laugh, and I used to I used to disparage those early, like Billy Madison and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And now I come back, and I and now I I get it now. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they say we talk about the Adam McKay. Uh, you know, Will Ferrell uh, pairings about, you know, Anchorman when it first came. I was like, eh. And yes. then it's like, oh. You yeah. need to give it a couple right. watches sometimes. Right. Yeah. He knows how to get you with the, I don't know, maybe I'm a wuss, but like at the end of those movies, I feel great. I'm happy. Yeah. It's, and yeah, you can have a cliffhanger ending with an independent movie, but like, can't we just all feel really good and it all turned out the way I wanted it yeah. to? And no, there's nothing There's a big there. wedding and that guy's with that guy, you know, like. Are, are you a Ted Lasso fan? I am behind a season, but I am a Ted Lasso yeah, fan. Yeah, that's, that's a feel-good, mm-hmm. it's okay to leave people feeling good. Right. Yeah, it seems to be a lot of people recoil. It's like, what is wrong with that mission? It's great, you know? Agreed. Yeah, so it's awesome. Agreed. Uh, you worked on another show that was a favorite of mine, uh, and it got canceled. It was Man with a Plan with uh, right. Matt LeBlanc. 
When you uh, said it got canceled, I was like, he's talking about one of ten things I've worked on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that show, was... that show was, I don't, it's amazing how things get canceled. It seemed mm-hmm. like, you know, and it was, uh, Kevin Nealon was on that as well. And yeah. uh, were you were you uh, a head writer or, or just a, what was your position? I was a producer writer, okay, which yeah. I don't even know producer, like, me, technically means anything. It's just like a, what level you are at in writing. Yeah. But dude, that show, I was on with two of my best friends were writers. This guy, Mark Gross and Tommy Johnigan, who's probably been through. He's really, really Sounds funny familiar. from Last Comic Standing. But it was like being funny with my friends all day long. Best job ever. I could not believe when that show got canceled. And that was one of those where I didn't even plan ahead because I go, it's season four. You get five seasons. You syndicate. Right. It was the only comedy that CBS owned. We thought we were getting picked up. And like when we didn't get picked up, I remember being like, Duh. it was one of those where I had to go like, I don't know what's going to... I had no stand-up gigs, whatever. Uh, and when it got canceled, I got... A, I got. That's when I got... Hey, Gutfeld has a new show. Why don't you come do it? Okay. So, yeah, And man. it ends up being like... The, the, uh, like a, I love this path like way more than... I liked writing, but this is this is what I always wanted it's to cool. do. It's cool. Yeah. You just got to stay fluid. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, congratulations, man. It's yeah. awesome. Oh, thanks, oh, man. Well. Appreciate it. Uh, Jamie is going to be, like I said, at uh, Helium. There are two shows each night, tonight and tomorrow night, 7 and 9.30 tonight, and then tomorrow, 6 and 8.30, and you can get those tickets at heliumcomedy.com. Dude, it is good to see you. It's been 15 years. Good to see you. And we took down every word that you said. So can you, in like 15 years, you guys are going to be like, you did Bucket Bicycle? Yep. (laughs) Ex-wife. Re- retouching is your daughter a whore? Yes. Because we did that twice. I yeah. love that you, your intern did that. Yeah. That made my whole day. Man. <laughs> that was keep, so cool. We will keep detailed notes and bring them up in 15 years from I today. I'll see you then. All right, thank you. Jamie Lissell, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Great break. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us, my friend. We'll be right back. Kristen and Steve. What's new? Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Metallica. Larkin Poe. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. All right, we got another run of the Bizarre File. Let's do... Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. And it is sponsored by Rita's. You can uh, head to Rita's for a five-layer gelati. Back yeah. for a limited time only. And you can enjoy your favorite ice flavors with an extra layer of creamy custard to build your own masterpiece. I have a... Let's see. This story begins with a Brazilian band's plane ride. It turned into a catastrophic event after the door burst open mid-flight. Oh, my God. Surprise! Forcing the aircraft to make an emergency landing. Uh, the near calamity occurred last week, just 30 minutes after the plane departed. That's not supposed to happen, right? Mm, I don't think so. The medium-bodied jet was transporting the band of Brazilian singer-songwriter Teary after the group had performed a show attended by thousands of people. I am gay! Uh, Teary, yeah, dude. <laughs> almost <seriously>. famous. <laughs> just like almost famous. Uh, Teary, the front man... <laughs> was not on board as he departed on a different flight ahead of his bandmates. By the way, uh, of that scene. It's so good. As soon as the, the plane writes itself, yeah, yeah. he's going, the look on the drummer's face after he said that is priceless. Uh, so, uh, disaster struck after the fuselage opened while the plane was in the air. And there's footage of it. 
And apparently, like in uh, in Almost Famous, the the whole uh, st- group is just sitting there. I like, was just going to say, they, they're just like... Yeah. I would be freaking out. Yep. So uh, they were faced with a potential disaster. The pilot decided to turn the flight around and make an emergency landing. Yeah, no so kidding. It's a nice view, though. <laughs> uh, shortly after arrival, medics came aboard, and they checked on the passengers, who thankfully didn't suffer any injuries during to the open-air flight. Okay. There should be a point in the flight at which you're invited to dangle your feet out of the open door. <laughs> Remember we said this couldn't happen? Like, there was, like, security mechanisms in place that this uh, couldn't? Apparently it can. Yeah. Well, yeah. This, is, this is a smaller <laughs> aircraft. This is a... Uh, yeah. Medium body, so it's not like a big. Give me one with a door that opens mid-flight. <laughs> I'm assuming it, it was a private uh, aircraft. So uh, Terry's band uh, returned to their hotel, presumably relieved to have not joined the long list. Of I they must have relieved themselves on the flight. Bands to <laughs> perish via plane crash. Authorities are currently investigating what caused uh, the door to burst open. Uh, Post takeoff. All right, so this story involves a plane crash, but in a different way. Uh, with his powerful snout and his pointy ears, Wilson the dog became a national hero in Colombia when he helped the military find four indigenous children who survived a plane crash and were lost in the Amazon jungle for 40 days. We've covered this story. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, Paw Prince from the military-trained search dog led trekkers to the children earlier this month, but the Belgian shepherd went missing during the search and is now himself the target of a sophisticated rescue operation that started soon after the four young survivors were flown on a helicopter to Bogota. The dog's a hero. The Colombian military says it has uh, left 70 soldiers in the dense swath of jungle around the crash site to look for this search dog. They want him back. He's the one that found them. You know what they should do? Obviously, send the kids back in. They knew. (laughs) Right? Well they know where the dog is more than likely lost. Uh, so Kids, gather around. Commanders have vowed not to leave the remote area until soldiers return home with the star dog. Then they can send the dog back in. Uh, <laughs> if they find the soldiers that didn't make it right. out. Yeah. Uh, it's been a month since Wilson got and lost. And then Jimmy Hoffa walks out. Yeah. Wilson! And the uh, uh, it's hard to know if the two-year-old dog is still alive, but the sniffer dog's rescue would lift the spirits of many Colombians and add a heartwarming exclamation point to the survival story that's already captivated the world. Um, the Wilson graduated from the K-9 Academy in February and was taken to the uh, Tolomedia Air Force Base where he joined the Colombian Special Forces. Uh, uh-huh. he, he and four more dogs were taken into the rainforest in May to find the single-engine Cessna plane that had crashed. They're amazing animals. Yeah. So they, they but they're they're not holding. They're not backing no. off. They're, and they're they shouldn't. A, they're doing a full-fledged uh, rescue operation. This is really messed up. A jealous golfer allegedly shot his love interest and killed another player during a gun rampage on the fairway in what? Thailand. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Nuthwat Dunman. Said was said to have uh, driven over to his caddy, uh, Srilsuda Kamong, uh, at the seventh hole and opened fire at Meklong Dam Golf Course. And he then shot dead the player that she was with, someone named uh, Krengska uh, Cheranaram. When you do something like that, does that add a stroke? It's a two-stroke yeah, 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 actually. Oh. Yeah, so uh, hitting him in the back before riding away at low speed toward the uh, parking lot, still gripping the handgun, as he steered the vehicle, he was in a golf cart. Yeah. Uh, both shooting victims were taken to the hospital, but um, the one died from his injuries, the golfer, and uh, the girl is in stable uh, condition and being treated by medics. How many times out on the course would you have shot someone? Oh, my God. Yeah. M- mainly myself. <laughs> yeah, of yeah. 
Uh, police are still searching for the fugitive, and they said that the shooting stemmed from a love affair between the suspected murderer and the caddy. Wow. Uh, she was apparently friendly with this guy, and the pair often greeted each other when they met. The golf course said that uh, he had often hired her as his caddy and was obsessed with her in the past few days. And she they, had cleaned his balls. They had raised concerns uh, when they saw him visiting the golf course but not playing, so... Uh, he's obviously a psycho, and they got to find him. She was banging a golf pro? <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> the best part. A Florida man allegedly drove a car through the front doors of a convenience store at a high rate of speed on Tuesday morning, trapping a pedestrian between the car and a metal structure. Now it's really convenient. Uh, Anthony... Katosh uh, drove a Kia Forte into the Travel Centers of America on June 20th. Police said that a man was walking into the store just as Katosh's car slammed into the building. As a result, the man was pinned between the driver's side door and the Kia and a metal structure inside the store, which is messed up. Uh, responding emergency personnel and deputies administered first aid to both of them, and they were transported to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. The sheriff's office had a preliminary investigation determined the crash was not accidental. So he's looking to run the guy down? I don't know if he was going after the guy. There, there's an investigation, or if he just wanted to crash into the business. He was upset because the sign that said prices have never been better was inaccurate. Uh, he has been charged with criminal mischief, resulting in more than $1,000 worth of damage. Wow. And that is the last story I have for you in the Bizarre File. All right, we shall break. We shall test your knowledge when we return. We'll have a question prepared from today's program via the lesson question. See if you know it and give some stuff away. We'll also get into the trash and music news. We'll come back shortly. Hang out. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR? Ask it to open MMR. And it'll begrudgingly comply. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right. But Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Today is a Friday morning. We do have um, thunderstorms that are supposed to be arriving this afternoon, and that continues into scattered thunderstorms tomorrow, afternoon rain on Sunday, and then Monday and Tuesday, more scattered thunderstorms. So, unfortunately, a few days of the wet stuff is what we are going to get. Um, however, let's uh, bypass that and give something else uh, or give something to you. Uh, we have a lesson question. We're going to give away a Super Mario Brothers movie prize pack, including the film on Blu-ray. 
Uh, let's see. Who starred in the fictional movie Merch and Snacks? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you're listening earlier this morning. It's around 830. Who starred in the fictional movie Merch and Snacks? 215-263-WMMR. If you heard it, you know it. You call right now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by PGW. Powered by PGW. Uh, improve the comfort of your home and lower energy bills with a PGW Energy Sense rebate. Up to $1,400 in savings with new home heating equipment. And you can learn more at PGWEnergySense.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, rapper Lato revealing she's on the fence about getting some more cosmetic surgery. Lato admits things might have already gone too far, noting that she recently called the police on her reflection. Oh, oh my God. Danielle Fischel, you uh, mentioned this press the other day, claiming a well-known studio executive was very creepy with her while she was working on Boy Meets World. Fischel says the exec asked her if she would have interest in a Boy Meets World spinoff called Girl Meets Nutsack. Oh, wow. <laughs> And finally, former Victoria's Secret model Jessica White describing her five-year relationship with Nick Cannon as emotionally abusive. White, who was with Cannon from 2015 to 2020, says it wasn't that he was cruel, but more that those were the years he wore that turban. All right, we're going to the phones. Try to find out and answer this question. Who starred in the fictional movie Merch and Snacks? And it is Craig who wants to take a crack at this. Hi, Craig. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Craig, who starred in Merch and Snacks? That's Stallone and Kurt Russell? Yes, sir, it was. That is correct. Hang on, Craig. Got yourself a Super Mario Brothers movie prize pack, including the film on Blu-ray. Experience the year's biggest blockbuster event like never before. Uh, You can own the Power Up Edition on digital and Blu-ray with super-sized exclusive content available now from Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. Let's do music now. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Take the money. Take the money. Take the money. Uh, The public has voted to name a hulking mechanical bull sculpture that presided over the opening ceremony of last year's Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, England after the town's native... Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, wow. Yes, it's a mechanical bull sculpture. Uh, Ozzy said about the honor, when I was asked last year to close the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, they didn't have to ask me twice. I jumped on the next plane and flew back to England. I was honored to close the games. And this year, I've just been told that they've chosen my name uh, my name to name the bull, <laughs> which is going to be in the station, I believe, in Birmingham. I can't believe it. I'm absolutely blown away. Thank you for all of your votes. So imagine if Ozzy spoke as clearly as you just spoke. <laughs> right. If only. <laughs> uh, it's it's a strange looking thing. It's not like <clears throat> the mechanical bull that you're thinking of that, from uh, Urban Cowboy. Yeah, not like that. It's uh, it looks almost like a steampunk version of a bull. <laughs> so, but they're naming it Ozzy. Pearl Jam guitarist Stone Gossard has shed light on sessions for the band's forthcoming album. He said, "We're really, uh, we're getting really close on finishing a record with uh, Andrew Watt, and he's been a pop producer for years. But he loves rock, and we are making a great record. Probably, he says, the heaviest record that we've done in a long, long time. Uh, there's some really exciting things on it that uh, make us go, oh wow, uh, this was all worth it.' Uh, Gossard's side project, Brad." 
has just dropped the video for its latest track titled, uh, Hey Now, What's the Problem? How many um, side projects are in that band in total? Jeff's got a new record coming out soon, too. Uh, I think uh, Matt Cameron's doing something. That I really, I was a fan of the band Brad uh, Stone's project that Pre- Preston just referenced. There's a guy named Sean Smith who was the lead singer, and Sean died a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Sean had a really beautiful voice, and uh, they, it was it's a very different sound than Pearl Jam. But I think these guys like doing it because it gets them out of uh, Pearl Jam for a bit. They can yep. stretch their legs in a different direction, and uh, and then they come back to the mothership. Uh, the tune is the lead single to the band's new album, In the Moment That You're Born, which drops on July 28th. Paul McCartney took to his social media platforms to clear up any misconceptions about the upcoming newly finished third Beatles reunion track called Now and Then. Recently, Paul, who in describing the effort to clean up and separate John Lennon's vocal from his primitive cassette demo tape, had explained the process as using AI, causing some fans and press outlets to speculate the track might not feature authentic performances by Lennon and George Harrison recorded prior to their deaths. I was talking about Alan Anderson. Uh, no, <laughs> Sean Lennon has already gone on record stating that nothing dubious or fake has been taken place to finish the track. Now, Paul said... I love said, the dubious brothers. Uh, Paul's, <laughs> Paul's message reads in full, been great to see such an exciting response to our forthcoming Beatles project. No one is more excited than us to be sharing something with you later in the year. We've seen some confusion and speculation about it. That's Seems- a great tribute band name, by the way. Uh, Dubious Brothers? Yeah. Yeah. He says, seems to be a lot of guesswork out there. Can't say too much at this stage, but to be clear, nothing has been artificially or synthetically created. All right. He said, it's all real and we all play on it. Uh, We cleaned up some existing recordings, a process which has gone on for years, and we do hope that you love it as much as we do. Much news is in in due course. So there's type, there's, there, there have been programs out for years that clean up audio, and they use kind of like a primitive AI. They look for what they, for what they believe are the imperfections, you know, and algorithms are attached to it. So I can kind of see what he, and he loves the Doobie Brothers, so that's cool. All right, and then uh, one final thing. Uh, the Hooters are playing the Keswick Theater on November 3rd and 4th, and uh, the tickets just went on sale 18 minutes ah. ago. Uh, so there's an interview at PrestonSeed.com if you want to check it out, and they popped on with us and Pierre a few days ago. But you can go to KeswickTheater.com or go to WMMR.com and get the information. But I just wanted to mention that those are officially on sale right now, November 3rd and 4th. So uh, you can get those, and that's the last item in music news. Uh, looking at the hotline, uh, my wife and son are on the phone. Ah. Marissa put them up here and it says they have something to say. Okay. Uh, so I have no idea what this is all about. Uh, hey, Shell and Carter. Uh, actually, it's Carter. Hi, Dad. Oh, hey, Car. What's up, bud? Uh, so we're all in the car driving down to the shore, and uh, we just wanted to call you out saying that uh, you pronounced Mario wrong. You said Mario. <laughs> What are you? <laughs> no, 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 no. What did you do? He pronounced Mario Mario. I have always called it Mario, and you are not my no, child. No, no, not not when you were not when you were talking about it earlier. You said Mario. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so he wow. he caught a legitimate uh, uh, mistake. All right. Here's the deal. He tries to sound very continental for you guys, because you know. Here's the deal. He calls it Pizza. I've always called it Mario, but one day we had a guy named Mario who called us, and I asked him how he pronounces his name, and he said Mario. Do you remember that? Yeah. And so from time to time, I will switch Switch them back and forth. Wow. But But you're you're a little punk for calling in. (laughs) 
and pointing that out. <laughs> your son called. You know, we're not having your 21st birthday party till later on tonight. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's not too late to cancel it. <laughs> Wow, okay. <laughs> That's how it's going to be. Nah. Mario. I'm, I'm I'm kidding. I love you, of course, so. But thank you for pointing out that. that Thank you for your micromanagement. <laughs> it's much appreciated. And your wife is an enabler. Yeah, yeah hun. <laughs> yeah, it was her idea to call in. Oh, oh see, ah. see. And someone's thrown under the bus. Have a nice ride, guys. <laughs> I'll see you down there, okay? I love you. All right, love so you, too. So she Bye-bye. uses Carter to, uh, mm-hmm. I got it. By the way, I want to say thanks to uh, the Hard Rock Atlantic City. We are having Carter's 21st birthday party. That's there. awesome. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna go to dinner there at Council Oak, and then uh, we're going to, then we're going to gamble for a while. He's never gambled before. Uh, both. Uh, Parker and Carter, right, have done the gambling yes, thing. Yes, yeah. So it's uh, and and of course he now Carter on the other hand wants to drink. Okay, <laughs> Parker did not care for alcohol, but uh, Carter's all on board. All right, turns out he's a wine guy. Ah. With that kids, Kathy, they're your partner there. Yes, I know. Yeah. We were talking about it the other day. Oh, were you? Well, no, you oh, amongst I. us. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Um, yeah. Kathy's arranging wine dates with. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. Like, Carter and I are yeah. going out for wine. Uh, yes. Uh, so it should be it should be fun tonight. So he'll be uh, having his Sauvignon Blanc, or maybe a little Cobb Franc, or something like that, and uh, and gambling at the tables. With some dubious brothers. Dubious brothers will be all the rage tonight. So, all right. Oh, sorry about that. You're typing really hard. Right, the wrong button. All right, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back in a second. We'll wrap up the program when we return and the letter of the day word of the week prize as well. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Foo Fighters. Mammoth WVH. Finger 11. It's me and you. It's you and I. Together right. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. President's Deep Show, Friday morning. No sad bro. And we are coming to the end. You know what? I didn't mean no sad bro. Hang on a second here. Oh. No sad bro. No It's a theme for a Friday, of course, and uh, today has been a very fun day today. It has. Uh, so I want to thank uh, especially Jamie Lisso for yeah. being here. Yeah. Super nice guy. Very, very funny. Uh, loves being in Philadelphia, and he is playing at Helium Comedy Club, and he's got shows tonight and tomorrow night, two shows each night. And you go to heliumcomedy.com and get your tickets. So a good time had by all. And real quick, I want to thank uh, from last night, John Keller. Oh, yeah. so great! At the uh, at the um, deck builders bash last night at Sequoia Outback, we had a great time. It's an appearance. It's, it's a private event, but we're invited to go and uh, just kind of hang out and meet with people and all these clients of his. And uh, yeah, like I a like huge the, circus tent. I was going to yeah. say, I like the new setup with the circus tent. Yeah. And great band, the Buzzer Band. They always let me sit in and jam with them. So I played a couple songs last night, which was so much fun. And uh, and Kathy, what was the name of the um, that portable pub? Oh, I have. Uh, yep, bar yard or oh, bar yard. Or yard, 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 bar. Yard, yard, yard bar, yard bar, yeah. Bar. It's really cool. It's this trailer that they pull up and open up, and inside of it is like a wood paneled 
bar yeah. with seats and, and a sit, you know, and a, and a whole patio area. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it is cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. We actually used them for a party, and uh, it was it's a lot of fun. Did, did they... Did they pull up into on the yard? Yeah, they were they were up in my brother's driveway. Oh, and set it up. I mean, and it, for a, you know a house party, yeah. it was great. It was because um, everybody was outside, and that was sort of the attraction. Sure. So everybody hung there instead of you know going inside of the house. It was great. It was it was awesome. Yep, and uh, somebody made a special appearance there last night. Yeah, he did. Pierre, somebody did. Robert, so funny, dude. Uh, like you, you had no clue that I was even there. <laughs> What do you yeah, mean? I, I I give this big introduction and you come walking up on stage <laughs> and like I'm I'm halfway through the introduction and you just grabbed the mic and started talking <laughs> and I'm standing next to you and you had no idea and you're like like I had to move to get away from your gesticulations like you almost hit me in the face. I can say what probably I'm just like you're you were, you were smelling straight up gasoline, right? Because <laughs> yeah. of Minerva. Minerva's not in the healthiest of, of conditions. <laughs> you are uh, so funny. Uh, and they, uh, uh, you know, uh, they got her started. We haven't used her for some time because of her unhealthy conditions. Uh, the last time I drove her, there was this huge gasoline smell in the vehicle. <laughs> and then I get there, and John from Sequoia is smoking a cigarette right next to him. Oh, and go, no. This is, this is death. Uh-huh. You want me to get in this vehicle and drive it and make an entrance in the tent? And um, he goes, yeah, what's the problem? And he takes another hit off his cigarette. I go, put that effing thing out right now before we go any further. I'm sorry, I didn't even see you. I, I didn't know what he even wanted. I know. Because he was saying, I, yeah. I want you to do this, and then we'll have explosions. And I'm going, what? Yeah, communication is pretty loose at that event. Uh, yeah. And, and, and we'll, we'll tighten his screws up great, a little bit. He is great. But, uh, yeah, sometimes he's, he just goes off. He gets distracted. Well, yeah. he's eccentric, and he's talented, and it, man, he knows how to throw a party. And yes, he does. he does. That is such a great place up there. I, I hadn't been there in a couple of years. They've got every conceivable thing from grill to umbrella to deck chair to whatever you want. But, I mean, there were hundreds and hundreds of people there. And then he goes, all right, follow me in my Mustang Shelby Mach 1 17 5.7. I don't know what kind of vehicle it was. And so I'm following him. Like, what is the plan here? And just drive in and then hop out. And the band will be playing. And he said, what song do you like? I go, Magic Bus. Yeah. And they're playing Magic Bus by The Hoop. But I didn't even see you. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I said, what do you want me to do then? He said, well, get out and make an entrance. Uh, and I couldn't hear you introducing anything. Yeah, and the yeah. band was singing. So I guess I went up and tried to get the microphone from the singer, <laughs> yeah. who didn't want to give me the microphone because he's still singing. <laughs> and I'm going, well, good day. And here we are. Try a lot. And yeah. I'll just go now. All right. Straw it came together. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it worked out in the end. No, it was a lot of fun. You know, it, yeah. w- the great thing is that he, he does that for his his clientele, and, right. and he, he says thank you for their business. It's such a it's a very cool thing to do, right? And so many cool contractors yeah. and yeah. Uh, people in the construction trade that were there um, that that he throws that party for. Uh, but then he goes, I want you there. I go, well, you sure? Okay, I'll be happy to come. And he goes, I want Minerva. I go, no, you're really testing the waters now. <laughs> Minerva's in a garage down the street from the station, and we haven't used her uh, due to health concerns and, and concerns of our very survival. <laughs> uh, well, you explained and I, uh, that you it's basically was redone as a show vehicle, and you wanted an actual usable. Right. It's, a, it's a little bit problematic on that level because it rides very low. 
The vehicle is beautiful. It's yeah. gorgeous. Uh, Franny and Paint Zoo did an incredible job. And the guys that used to be Collision Max, the family sold yeah. it, and unfortunately, but really nice people. Uh, but they thought it should. Uh, and well, I guess we never communicated about it. And by the time <laughs> we got it back, it was a show car. They go, well, you'll sh- you'll just tow it to places and display it. I go, well, I want to drive it. Yeah. And if you put more than three people in it, the wheels would rub against the <laughs> the, the wheel well. The wheel well. Uh-huh. You know, and they took the you know this pathetic four-cylinder engine that all those vehicles had, all those vans had, and he put a Chevy engine in it and an automatic, and it it's it it's a death trap on, on a freeway. <laughs> I was on 95, and it starts swerving. It's a magic bus. It's a magic bus, all right. It's, it's a magic funeral bus. Like, they'll be carrying me to my grave in that vehicle. <laughs> uh, but... But I love the vehicle. Yeah. I really, truly do love the vehicle. And you cannot help but love it when you see the vehicle. They think they can uh, get her back up and running full, All right. full bore. And what's great about that event is it always solidifies. I know that we are playing at a lot of job sites. Yeah, uh, it's Because awesome. all these guys listen to right. MMR, and it's uh, really, really cool. So it was a great event. Um, I'd like to get the letter, if that's cool. Yes, sir. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... S as in Super Show. All right, and we now have a full five-letter word. Let's take caller number five then at 215-263-WMMR, and uh, we will uh, see if we can set you up with a prize. So give us a call right now. You got something super special happening on the show today. That's why it is a super show. Yeah. Uh, yes, today well, we'll have Weezer tickets. We'll have Hooters tickets, which, as you mentioned, just went on sale. But uh, today we will have a workforce block. Of John DeBella. <laughs> John DeBella. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so cool you're doing this. Well, I, I, I would never, ever want to have people drift away from you guys, but next week is your last opportunity to hear him. So if you can sample a little bit and then come right back to Preston and Steve. Again, not uh, wanting to send anyone away. We're all the same company, but um, but uh, he was, you know, as I said on the air yesterday, we've had two dynasty morning shows, the morning zoo with John and you guys. And most stations are lucky if they get a half of one. Right. Uh, we've had two. And um, what he did for the station just cannot be ever underestimated in his career in Philly, going on to the various stations he's been with. But, of course, the only one that counts is MMR. <laughs> and uh, so we will be <laughs> celebrate that. Well, speaking of the event last night, I was talking with a father and son, and both of the guys were named Brendan, the really nice guys. And Brendan grew up in the area listening to DeBella's morning show and now listens to the President <laughs> Steve show. Cool. And the younger, the uh, uh, Brendan, has Know nothing in life. He's 23, but the Preston and Steve show yeah. as the morning show on MMR. But it was really cool to hear these guys and their perspective on what MMR has meant to them, uh, father and son, over the years. And it started with Debella, and now it continues with with the Preston and Steve show. Yeah, that that is cool. I mean, that's how you know things get passed down like that. So I'm on vacation next week, but I put my vacation off till Monday afternoon, so I can be on with John on Monday, the mm-hmm. first Monday of his last week. So. Um, how do you wake up at six? In the morning? <laughs> uh, I wake up so at a I'm going to be on than that during his uh, during the bulk of his program, I suspect. Uh, and they'll get me here at like six fifteen and not put me on until nine or something. But <laughs> do you have any of those old uh, Duke in the Box clips? You could play some of those uh, before you get there. That's a good idea. Ask Kevin about that. I'll, I'll record some things today. Yeah. All right. Hey, John. Great to see you. <laughs> God, what? Well, I mean, it's so sad you're leaving, but great to see you. And then the real me will come in a few minutes. Later. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's see if we can get a winner. We're looking for caller number five. It's Joe. Hi there, Joe. <laughs> 
All right, Joe, what is our word of the week, buddy? Hoots. Great day in the morning. Hoots. H-O-O-T-S. And, uh, Joe, you got it right. And you get a family four-pack of admission tickets and fast lane vouchers to Dorney Park and Wildwater Kingdom, my man. Sweet. Congratulations. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. And don't forget... Uh, that you can enjoy your favorite coasters and thrill rides in Dorney Park, family fun in Planet Snoopy, and over a dozen water slides in Wildwater Kingdom. All for one admission price. You can get the best deal on admission tickets today at DorneyPark.com. Uh, let's thank the sponsors, all right? Uh, the President and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan. And the President and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Trinity Rehab locations all over and now open in King of Prussia, Trinity-Rehab.com. Next week on this very radio program, uh, comedian George Wallace is going to awesome. be here. Awesome. We love him. George is great. He's great. And he's been by many times over the years. And we're working on a bunch of other things to go through next week. And it's uh, Wawa Hoagie Day. Yes. yes. All kinds of things are taking place. So uh, that's it. We are done. Yes, Casey? Well, just want to remind people to hang out yes. with you this Sunday. Thank you. I appreciate that. The Take Steps Walk uh, for Crohn's and Colitis Foundation uh, is Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. If you'd like to sign up, you can do it through WMMR.com. It's very easy to find the link. And you can join my team, the Shark Breakers. And uh, walk with us, and it's going to benefit the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation for research. And it's rain or shine. We can be inside yep. on the concourse. So if the weather sucks, which it might on Sunday, you can still be a part of it. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great weekend, and we'll see you Monday, gang. Bye-bye. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives for newly appointed agents. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP.